Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. When my interest really turned to film, especially like near the end of high school, I I finally wrote a script and thought, hey, you know, this is actually kind of cool. Hello to my Frame Chasers, it's Wednesday and you already know what it is, the new episode of Chasing the Frame. Today I'm with Rick Shipley. Rick, how are you, man? I'm wonderful, wonderful. How are you? I'm, you know, it's Tuesday, like we said, but we record. Sadly, this happens all the time. On Wednesday, you know, we send out schedules on Wednesday and shit like that, but, you know, can't complain. I know what it's like. (laughs) So, basically... Before we get into the cast, I just want to thank everyone on the podcast who's listening right now. And if you're a Patreon member, thank you. If you're not a Patreon member, thank you as well. I appreciate it, as always. Uh, remember, guys, if you want to be a Patreon member, we have three tiers. A dollar, two dollars, and five dollars. A dollar gets you three days before the podcast airs. Uh, two dollars gets you five days before the podcast airs. And five dollars gets you to listen to next week's episode today, which I think is a pretty good deal. And yeah, also, definitely. another good deal is we have shirts. We have t-shirts. Hashtag Frame Chaser t-shirts at teespring.com slash stores slash chasing dash the dash frame. As you know, I'm lazy to change the store, so deal with it. But we have V-neck and crew neck, basically shirts from $20.99 to about $25.99 for that tri-blend shirt. I swear to you, that's the softest shirt I ever had in my whole life. And I love soft shirts because they feel comfy. But guys, let's get to it. Who's ready to chase frames today? So Rick, first question I ask everyone on the podcast, are you from Vegas originally? No, I'm actually from Baltimore. Okay. Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, Ravens fan? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. Well, I'm- you know. <laughs> I can I got to say I'm more of a uh, Vegas Golden Knights fan. Okay, I I can't tell. I can't. Well, no, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> I, uh how do you feel about the Vegas Knights this year? Oh, I love these guys. I actually I've loved hockey most of my life, but growing up in Baltimore, we didn't have a team. Oh, oh, really? No, no. We had, well, we had minor league teams at the time. I think it was uh, the, uh, the Skipjacks, I think it was. And then there was the Baltimore Bandits for a little while, but they were uh, Anaheim, uh, like their minor team. Okay. Like uh, like how the um, aviators are with the A's. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but we didn't really have an NHL team. Yeah. You know, and coming here to Vegas and finally 
you know, seeing a team come into inception, all that, you know, I just got aboard right away and, yeah. you know, got finally a team nice. that I can get behind 100%. I'm just going to tell you this now, and you might be mad at me, but I, I'm waiting for the Knights to have a losing season because I want cheaper seats. That's, I'm going to be honest right there. I, I'll be that, the first one to admit it. <laughs> that's true. It's true. I mean, as long as people are paying and yeah. as long as, you know, the... Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I'm kind of on that 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 end myself because I can't afford to go all the time. Yeah, you know? no, no, no. It's, even even it's when you try expensive. to get season tickets and like, yeah, I think I had a friend who got season tickets and was selling them basically. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so second question I ask is, what was the first like you know movie, TV show, uh, actor, director who spoke to you like and said to you and you said to yourself, I want to do this. I want to do this. Like this is my passion. This is my calling. You know, it, it, that's a pretty easy question for me because first person to say that on this show, actually, you know, for me, I, I always, well, I grew up around movies. I, okay. I, I remember going to the drive-in as a kid, you know, I mean, before anything, but yeah. I remember one day my dad talked me into going to see this movie. I really wasn't that interested, mm -hmm. you know, but I, yeah, I went and saw it anyway. Yeah. And it actually was like one of those things I walked out going, oh my gosh, that yeah. would this is exactly it. And it was Star Wars. Oh, A New Hope? Yep, exactly. Right. I was a little seven-year-old kid, you know, saw it in the theater, and mm -hmm. I was like, wow, <laughs> that's what I want to do with the rest of my life. Yeah. You can make anything happen in the movies, and that's what I want to do. Okay. Great first movie to see. Yeah. And great, like, inspirational movie, too. Well, so, like I said, I'd seen other movies yeah, yeah. prior to that, but, you know, it, it really, nothing really just made me say, hey, I want to yeah, yeah. do that yeah, yeah. until I saw Star Wars. And it was just like, wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you can do anything. Now, now, question, how do you, how do you feel about the original, like, do you, the unaltered ones? Are you, like, do you want them to come out on DVD and Blu-ray? Oh, of course, you know, yeah. I mean, that's how I saw them. You know, I'd, yeah. I'd seen, well... What is it? Uh, the original trilogy in the theaters, mm -hmm. and I saw the first, what is that, the first prequel? prequel. Yeah, the Phantom Menace, which yeah. I actually just watched recently. I watched all three of the first prequels, and I'm like, ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, that, that's where I was kind of like, well, I don't think I'm going to go to the theater to see these yeah, anymore. Yeah. But the new trilogy, I definitely saw that one yeah. in the theaters. And yeah, you know, I liked them all for what they were. Yeah, okay. But I can definitely say that the Phantom Menace was... A kids movie and yeah. i wasn't expecting that yeah i was expecting another star wars movie yeah, i yeah. wasn't expecting a star wars movie for kids true yeah that's yeah, yeah. that was the only thing have you, you ever uh watched that red letter media video about the phantom menace oh yes yes the, yeah. the whole 10 part thing yeah okay right yeah, yeah. <laughs> really neat theories you it know is, yeah it's brilliant theories and it kind of makes sense after watching phantom menace again that it is for kids and like you know, they're making Star Wars for kids in, at this generation. Like, again, Force Awakens was basically for kids now. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you saw Star Wars. You're like, wow, okay, I want to do this. So when did you get your first camera? Or, like, when did you, did you start making films with your friends? Did you start, like, acting out things? Did you start, like, directing them and telling them, like, do this, do that? Well, not exactly. Okay. Well, see, as kids, yeah, we reenacted scenes and yeah. all that. You know, it was kind of cool. It was kind of a fun thing. Yeah. It wasn't until I actually graduated high school. Oh, okay. Well, okay, this was this was back in the uh, late 80s. Mm -hmm. So video equipment wasn't exactly cheap. Yeah, no. You know, and at the time, we really didn't have much to choose from. It was like VHS or beta was, it popped in and popped out yeah, for yeah. a little bit. But there was still beta cam for, mm -hmm. you know, professional use. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, I mean, it was even owning just a regular home video camera, VHS camera, was about a thousand dollars. Wow, and yeah. back then was still expensive. Yeah, 
You know, so I really didn't own one until after I was out of high school mm-hmm. and things like that. And then we started having fun with it. And, you know, it was kind of wild. I'd, I jumped in with a bunch of guys doing, uh, they were going by No Budget Productions in Baltimore. Yeah. And we ended up making a feature-length horror movie. It was like okay. a trilogy. And uh, I ended up helping out with on a couple other of their things and, you know, doing, you know, just helping out where I could. Yeah. I ended up uh, uh, helping out with... Uh, well, actually, I ended up doing my own movie after mm-hmm. helping out on probably like five or six different yeah, things. Yeah. But I'll tell you what I jumped in. Okay. You know, um, when my interest really turned to film, especially like near the end of high school, yeah, I, yeah, I finally wrote a script and thought, hey, you know, this is actually kind of cool. Yeah. You know, and at the time, I really didn't have much to go by except for books on how to write plays and mm-hmm. things like that. So that's what format it took. Yeah. I ended up meeting John Waters in oh, wow. a nightclub and, you know, it was actually a lot of fun. We, you know, we got signatures from him, things like that. Yeah. More and more, we ended up hanging out. Um, you know, of course, uh, I don't promote this or anything like yeah. that, but of course, back in the day, we had fake IDs and we would go to the regular bar <laughs> and we would hang out, you know, I mean, being 20 and yeah, hanging out a bar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it wasn't like it was a big deal. Yeah, you, know? you don't really have a big change of face in like a year, really. Think exactly. About it. Yeah. it wasn't a big stretch to say, hey, I'm 21 when I'm 20. You yeah. Know, that, that wasn't, but uh, question though for you though, about the IDs, because I know uh, New York IDs, I'm from New Jersey, but I know people from New York. They said the IDs you can just basically erase with a pencil and like rewrite what your birthday was. Could you do that in Baltimore? <laughs> no, oh, okay. no, no. It was, okay. it was all a process. And I had to pick some other state to actually fake and things <laughs> so, like that. So, yeah. yeah I, I right. did the whole Shermer, Illinois thing yeah, yeah. like they did with, uh, you know, the, the whole View Askew stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even before that, because I had a big laugh about that because, yeah, I made my first fake ID. It's Shermer, Illinois on it, too. There is no Shermer, Illinois. No, no, exactly. <laughs> Big John, you know, yeah, that, John Hughes thing it but it was it was a lot of fun you know but um uh talking to john waters uh you know it was kind of funny uh uh crybaby ended up happening at the time yeah with giant up right exactly and they had open auditions and you know at the time i was you know had my leather jacket hair greased all up and everything it was really rockabilly out anyway because that's kind of me Mm. So when I found out they were doing a, you know, rockabilly movie in Baltimore, mm. I had to jump in on this. Well, when they brought us in for the auditions, I was like, okay, so what are we doing? And it was dancing. And well, <laughs> I, I can't dance. It's, it's yeah, a weird feet. thing. I, yeah, I just, I can't. So I ended up standing off to the side and just, you know, not yeah. really getting involved. I ended up getting a, you know, a small little you know, extras part. And then that ended up getting changed in the theatrical yeah. version. Oh, so I was going to say, I was, I'm, yeah. I, shit, I was going to say, bye, <laughs> bye, crybaby to see you. Well, that was the thing. It was when Johnny Depp gets out of jail. Yeah. Yeah. It, the scene we shot was actually in the daytime mm-hmm. and you know, the, the squares were on one side and the greasers were on the other. And yeah. I actually happened to be, they cast me as a square boy, mm-hmm. you know? So I thought, okay, I'm going to see myself on the big screen. Great. Yeah. You know, I uh, went and saw it in the theater and it was a nighttime scene and they yeah. had like, it was completely changed. Oh boy. <laughs> Later on, I did see it on television oh. and they had that daytime scene where he gets out of jail the same way. But when I saw it finally for yeah. what it was, I was just out of frame. Oh, just out of frame. What? So I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, but it was kind of funny when I was on that set yeah. of Crybaby. that's when I really started getting the bug for it all. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, as I, I as I went into it, I wanted to kind of be an actor and yeah, maybe yeah. maybe write. Yeah, definitely. So I thought, yeah, this is the perfect opportunity to start acting. Mm-hmm. 
Well, while I was on set, I saw everybody around doing everything else, and yeah. especially the crew. And I'm like, wait a second, what are these guys doing? You know, <laughs> these guys are really working hard to make yeah. everything look good. Yeah. You know, right there. So that's where a lot of my interest ended up becoming more behind the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was kind of funny because after that, I was an extra on uh, uh, Barry Levinson's Avalon. Never, I never heard of that one. I, uh... Yeah, it's it was uh, it was about growing up Jewish in Baltimore okay. in the 1940s or early 50s, something like. That. Anyway, I like Barry Levinson. It was a yeah. good movie, but it was kind of long, and you know, I mean, I was just kind of like a guy in a market scene, yeah, yeah. you know, to where just there was there. Yeah. thousands of people. You know, it seemed like <laughs> a face in the crowd, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, but at that point, you know, I started realizing, okay, well. What are some of my other interests? Yeah. You know, so that's when I ended up jumping in with a bunch of other, you know, filmmakers yeah. that really were trying to get things going and, you know, had some ideas, had some scripts, things mm-hmm. like that. And, you know, it was fun to work on like little short films, you know, and it was, it was a learning experience. Yeah, worked yeah. on a couple feature films. I think it was, uh, uh, what was it? Carmilla was one of them. And, uh, oh man. I kind of forget some of these Yeah, harvesters, I think was another okay. one, you know, but it was, it was really fun jumping in on everybody else's productions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it like, like uh, going on those productions? What were the, what was the atmosphere like? What was the, um, if you remember, what was the atmosphere like on those productions? Like what was, yeah. Wow. It was, uh, it was kind of cool because, you know, a lot of times there were people that were brand new to the whole thing. Yeah. You know, there were some seasoned veterans, you mm-hmm. know, some guys that actually, I remember when I jumped onto uh, Carmilla, mm-hmm. it was kind of funny. Uh, I had known some of the people on the production already. Yeah. Some I had, I had never even met, but I found that these guys were making movies in Kentucky. Oh, wow. I think it was like some biker zombie movie. I forgot what the name of it was. Uh, you know, but it yeah. was, I ended up seeing it later on. It was kind of like this psycho trip <laughs> thing with, you know, these, it was like a cult thing. Oh, and okay. then, you know, at the end, these bikers come, it was, it was kind of like a Dawn of the Dead <laughs> sort of thing, but it just happened to be like in this David Koresh cult yeah. or something. I don't Sounds know. Sounds like <laughs> an easy rider meets Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was weird like that. Um, but I, I had seen the movie and, and heard about these guys and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it was called. It was called Zombie Cult Massacre. Oh, wow. What an, wait, I hope that's on Amazon. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> it might be still okay. available. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of old now, yeah. you know, you know, but that's what back in the days when people, I think DVD wasn't quite out yet. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it was kind of like those days of VHS. Oh yeah. You know? Those, those days were golden. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of the fun of it all. You yeah, know, yeah. even when I jumped in, I jumped in to do my own feature, mm-hmm. you know, which I wrote and ended up, yeah. uh, you know, producing, you know, shooting, yeah. end up playing a small part in it. And it was, you know, I thought after being, you know, working on five or six other mm-hmm. indie movies that, hey, I got this down. Yeah. And yeah, you don't even know the half of what you think you know yeah. until you're actually doing it. That's, you know, that's true. Yeah, we got we got it done. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, it was kind of a, a fun experience. And yeah. right after that, you know, just after, I think I... The guys were finishing up the edit on my flick. Mm -hmm. I end up uh, reading, okay, now this is back in the day when they're really, you had news groups in order to find out things Mm -hmm. on the internet. Okay. Like job postings and things like that. It was news groups. Yeah. 
end up finding out about these guys making a movie in the area. And I was like, hey, that sounds like a lot of fun. They're shooting mm. on 16 millimeter. Okay. And uh, this was about the time that Blair Witch had already come out. Yeah. And, you know, independent films started to explode. Clerks had come out, yeah. you know, El Mariachi, things like that. So a lot of things were really starting to happen mm. with independent film. You know, so, you know, for me, it was like, hey, you know, mm. we're, we're hitting at the right cusp. You know, so uh, there was this film called Hunting Humans that I ended up helping out with. Okay. And we had a blast. And it was kind of funny because, you know, I didn't really, you know, yeah. I, I, I've sort of read through the script and I thought that it was unique enough. Yeah. You know, it was about a serial killer who was being stalked by another serial killer. Oh, that's a unique concept. You know, so this is before Dexter had you yeah, know, yeah. come out on, oh, you know, yeah. so this was kind of a new concept. Yeah. Like, wait a minute, a killer hunting another killer. That's, that seems like kind of fun. Yeah. So that's why I jumped aboard. Uh, a couple of months later, I'm sitting there and uh, I was actually managing Hollywood video at the time. Oh, okay. I'm a blockbuster fan. I don't know if we can be friends right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was kind of the thing, yeah. you know, it was, yeah. uh, you know, I, w I was selling tires prior to okay. that at National Tire and Battery and, you know, as assistant manager and things like that. So yeah. I moved into, all right, it's time to get out of tires and do something yeah. else. And, you know, I got offered a management position from Hollywood. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. More pay. I like, you know, yeah. like video you stores. All those free, like, movies you get to basically watch. Yeah. yeah. Especially you get to watch them a couple of days before they're released on Definitely, video. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, I'm did you, in. Did you take them out before Tuesday? Like, all right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, someone's still coming in. I'm just going to take this for a day. I'll be back. <laughs> exactly. They encourage it, too. And oh, really? It, it just so happened that the store that I was in just happened to be... Okay, it was in a low-income area, yeah. so their focus was a lot of science fiction and horror movies okay. and comedies. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it wasn't big on dramas. It wasn't big mm -hmm. on, you know, like uh, whatever awards movies there yeah. were. You know, so I was in heaven, you know. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, let's see what cheesy science fiction or horror movies yeah. come out. And I loved giving people advice, you know, oh, yeah, if you like this, you know, you'll, you'll probably like that. If you didn't like that, yeah, yeah. no, it's not for you. Maybe you want to try this yeah you know so i love the job i thought it was great i miss video stores to be honest let's yeah. let's, let's let's just have a moment of silence for video yeah. stores <laughs> mm. tell me about it i know oh my god there used to be one by where i used to live in jersey called easy video and i could walk there and mm -hmm. i would just spend hours and even in blockbuster like my parents are going out for the night and they're like go you run a movie or a game and you know oh, yeah it's like take me at five yeah i know you guys have to leave at seven i might be a while right exactly <laughs> yeah. Well, I, it's, it's kind of funny for me because I even got involved with video stores even back in the day. Yeah, when yeah. We're talking, okay, there was probably a selection of maybe 20 movies at the time, yeah, yeah. and you had Atari 2600 games that oh they were gosh. renting. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, this is, what, 1985, four okay. or something? Yeah, like yeah. That. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was a long, long a time long ago, ago, you know, and uh, a little family-owned uh, video store called Video Explosion used to be down the street from me. And, Great name. Oh, love that place. Blockbuster came in and just put them out of business. It was just like, you know, everybody went yeah. there. In well, including me, you know, it really was true. But it, it's, it's funny because, like, Blockbuster would have movies that you didn't see at your other local stuff, too. Exactly, Which, exactly. Because, like, okay, I'll be honest. I'm going to tell a little secret. I'm a big wrestling fan. So okay. I used to try to always watch the same wrestling tapes 
and I wanted the 94 Royal Rumble. And the only place that had the 94 Royal Rumble was Blockbuster. And I told yeah. my parents repeatedly, I'm like, can we get a Blockbuster card? I'm like five years old, four years old at the time. I'm like, I need to go Blockbuster. I need to go Blockbuster. And then I'm like, my aunt has one. Like, can you do like? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I remember all those. I mean, West Coast video. Yeah, West, all of that Suncoast video, right? Suncoast, but Suncoast yeah. turned into more well, of a selling thing, right? Yeah, that was at the mall. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, were, they were more about buying posters and, yeah, yeah. you know, buying the movies, which is really cool because yeah. at the time, too, you know, um, Blockbuster, yeah, they did have their you know, uh, yeah. a corner on the market on rentals. Yeah. But owning them at the time was like, Hey, let's go to Suncoast. Yeah. You know, but- and Suncoast was so expensive too. I felt like out of all True. the stores I've seen, like as, as a child in that regard, you know, Suncoast was always like 25 bucks from like, Holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> exactly. What am I renting? <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's when, that's when everybody was, uh, in the anime craze back yeah. then. And, yeah. You know, I remember so that. Buying, yeah. you know, VHSs of, you know, anime was, Actually worth twenty five bucks to yeah. people all the time, all day long. Yeah, I I, I couldn't do it, but <laughs> I just remember seeing box sets of a uh, Dragon Ball Z, like just seeing yeah, it, it was the orange yeah. box. I'm like, what's this? Or I I think Akira. I oh think? yeah, yeah, yeah like, that's a good seeing, one. Yeah, yeah, like the posters and stuff. I'm like, you know, I'm like five years. I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> yeah, what Walk, is this? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. What? huh? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that's you know, for me, that was kind of one of those fun places. And I, yeah. I, okay. One of my first jobs, yeah. you know, was actually working at that video explosion store, yeah. you know, when I was a teenager. Yeah. And, you know, years later, I was almost 30 years old. And here it was, I go back to a video store yeah. right before video stores die. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like I worked on them when they were new yeah. and then I worked at them right before they died. It was kind of fun, you, you know. Like, it's a weird, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, but I can say that, you know, hey, I remember when they started. Hey, I remember when it ended. Yeah, yeah you, you were there the good times and the bad times. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> In between, I was actually a renter. You yeah, know? <laughs> I, I learned to I learned to live with them. I learned to rent them, and I learned to die with them. Like, it, yep, like exactly, it's, whole, it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, so but you know yeah. that was that was kind of like uh, here it was I I was um, I had come out with my movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty groovy. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know. All right, and that's your I'm, first. You know. First, your own features, stuff exactly. like that. So, yeah. 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 You know, and very proud of your stuff. Yeah. And, you know, here it was, I'm selling these VHS tapes, mm-hmm. you know, to people that know about the movie. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't trying to, you know, go crazy. What I was were you asking, selling them? Uh, like 14 bucks, 15 oh, bucks. Like, where were you? Like a back of oh. the trunk or something like that? You know, no, actually, it was kind of funny. I, there was a, there was a guy that was, um, the lead star in a movie. He was a singer in a band called Thrill back okay. in Baltimore. Yeah. So when he would say stuff to people about the movie, mm. you know, hey, this song's in a in a local movie that we shot, you know, and people would ask about it. Yeah. And there was a guy that used to buy them from me all the time. Oh, wow. You know, so what he would do is he would buy them from me and then go to the show and sell them. So I had a deal worked out with him. Instead of selling them, you know, for 15 bucks a piece, yeah. I was selling them for 10 bucks a piece, you know, yeah. and, you know, he helped me sell a lot of them. Yeah. You know, because oh, he plus. was just, yeah. you know, he was selling them there, you know, so that was kind of fun. Um, you know, a lot of it, like I said, was word of mouth. Yeah. Actually, back then it was news groups. I probably only sent a, a few through the mail. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, the one, a lot of the bulk of the ones I sent through the mail were actually to other filmmakers. Oh, okay. You know, so it was yeah. kind of like, hey, you know, yeah, you know, here, check out my flick. And, yeah. You know, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Or or bands that I liked, yeah. you know, hey, check this out, you know. And yeah, it was kind of fun doing that. Nice. 
And did you shoot, you shot that on film? I'm guessing. No, no, actually, mine we shot on at the time. It was new. It was mini DV. Oh, okay. You know, so I had gotten a Sony VX700 camera. Oh my gosh, I think I know, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And they came out with a 1000, which was the three chip version of that. Yeah, that's I know the 1000. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I had the 700, but yeah. we we ended up shooting the whole movie on that. Okay. Um, you know, which was. At the time, it was like, oh, my gosh, a $3,000 camera, Yeah, you know? And by the time we actually had the movie edited and mm-hmm. it was all done, I think I went on eBay and it was worth about 700 bucks. Wow, you know, the depreciation fell. Well, so. Everybody went over to the 3-chip. It was yeah. kind of like uh, Canon came out with the uh, uh, the XL1 and the GL1 mm. series, yeah, yeah. So, and they were a lot cheaper, yeah. you know, brand new out of the box. So it was like my camera just went to, like, worth nothing almost overnight yeah yeah. <laughs> I, I had the gl2 actually that was like the, the last GLT, camcorder yeah. i had and then all of a sudden hd happened and i'm like i miss fuck <laughs> oh, i know you know i still have my gl1 sitting yeah. in a metal box at home you it know a, it was a workhorse it was a great camera it was a great camera oh my you god know, it still works today but yeah. you know that's that's kind of the thing it's so outdated yeah that, you know i mean what am i going to do it for you know you i mean i can emulate other anomalies yeah. in post-production to look like yeah. I shot it on that when exactly. I can shoot it just on my, you know, new 4K camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know? what, what, what was it? Like, especially... Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> Reflex of the cat. But what was it like um, shooting with that camera, shooting that one chip? Like, what were the, I guess, pros and cons of that, like, camera? Like, you know what I mean? Because you can't... It's not really a 35 millimeter, you know, film camera. So it's not, it's a fix, it's not, right. it's not a fix, it's a fixed lens. It's, yes. Yeah, it's fixed lens. Yep. As you're zooming into a certain, you know, what was that? Like the, yeah, the problems and the, I mean, yeah. What were the strengths and weaknesses for that? You know, uh, we got to play with VHS cameras before. So, you know, being able to zoom in and kind of pull focus and kind of get that, you know, um, yeah. you know, uh, focal length look, yeah. you know, wasn't such a hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, but. With digital video, it was a lot clearer than I had ever had before. Yeah. So pulling the background out of focus was a lot harder. Yeah. You know, um, it uh, overall it looked a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a lot better. That uh, suddenly there wasn't. You know, we weren't talking about generation loss. Yeah. You know, which today nobody even knows what that means anymore. Generation loss basically was yes when you were doing things with VHS, yeah. you know, for every step that you went, you know, you would lose some video quality. Like a transfer, transfer thing, Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. So at the time, why I went DV was because mm-hmm. I had heard about nonlinear editing. Yeah, yeah. And that was brand new to the market back then, yeah. and that's why I jumped aboard with that. Yeah. And that's that was one of the, one of the choices I thought, okay, we can also uh film match mm-hmm. in post, which I had heard, you know, I'd read articles, you know, and yeah. I think it was Video Maker magazine. Oh, great magazine. Things like that. Yeah. 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 And it was a lot, you know, I thought that digital video was opening up the market to everything. Mm-hmm. Well, talking to distributors after shooting a DV movie, yeah. um, you know, a lot of them asked, so what did you shoot it on? And when I said mini DV, they yeah. had no clue what I was talking about. Oh wow. And they're like, well, what's that? And it's like, well, it's a brand new digital video that just came out on the market. It's a new prosumer, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, format. And distributors were like, oh, so it's shot on video. No, I'm not interested. 
Wow. You know, and it was kind of weird, but after that, I ended up talking to a couple other distributors and, you know, I got offers, but mm-hmm. the, but the thing was, is if you really read into the offers, you know, yes, it was like a 60, 40 split in my favor, but all of the expense came out of my end. It didn't come out of their end. There was, theirs was a 40, 40% flat rate from the start yeah. and all expenses come out of my end. So I mm-hmm. had a chance to really make little to no money at yeah. all. When you talk about expenses, you mean like uh, making the DVD, uh, making the VHSs, like the transfer, the exactly, masters? exactly, yeah, okay. that posters, yeah, yeah. Uh, legal fees, gotcha, you know, gotcha. all of these, all of these things that you would amass anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those expenses were going to yeah. come out of my end. So gotcha, I, gotcha. I realized that okay, I'm not really going to make any money at this. Mm-hmm. You know, so let me try to just sell it outright for a flat fee. You yeah. Know, since it cost me like 10 grand to make it, I'll just sell it for 10 grand. Yeah. Um, didn't get any real offer. So then I just really just faded it out. You mm-hmm. know, I ended up making uh, my money back, you know, just barely. Yeah. Off of selling them pretty much word of mouth. Yeah. And then I just stopped because I figured, okay, later on, you know, when I get better at editing, I'll go ahead and, you know, re-edit. Yeah. You know, do Master. Yeah. Exactly. Director's cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've been trying to do that for a couple of years now. <laughs> hey, you know what? You know, I get started and then I stop. I get started, I stop, you know, and that's how life happens. It is. It is. You look, and plus, even like your babies, you gotta go, okay, what do I want to redo? Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, nothing. I kind of like it. Then you're like, well, no, let me try this. And then you're like, ah, control Z. <laughs> well, that was the thing, you know, the editors at the time, yeah. you know, they didn't do a bad job. Yeah. You know, I, I, for a raw cut, yeah. that's what they did. They mm-hmm. didn't really experiment. They didn't really do another, you know, uh, maybe two or three once overs. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another two or three passes. Exactly. Great. Yeah. And, you know, I started noticing that, you know, as the, as the story actually is right now, mm-hmm. if I were to redo it, just a slicker edit with, yeah. you know, some really cool transitions and some decent cutaways, yeah, yeah. you know, would really just make it cool. Yeah. And I started looking through the old footage and I started noticing that, there wasn't a whole lot that dated the movie to what it was. And this was actually, we shot it in 1999, okay. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, 1999. Actually, it was kind of funny. My my daughter was born at the end of that year. And, you know, uh, yeah. New Year's Eve, it was okay. kind of funny. Um, <laughs> actually, we got a, we got, <laughs> we had a funny little story on set that it, uh, the movie's called Dangerous Mode. Okay. Um, but uh, it ended up being that my wife ended up getting pregnant. The producer's wife ended up getting pregnant, and the lead star's Jesus. wife ended up getting pregnant. So we end up, uh, you know, you know, running around saying it's dangerous load. You know, <laughs> so I don't know what it was, but you know, we all had kids. You know, all it, around the same the time. Excitement of them making the movies—that's what it was. That's, yeah, <laughs> it might have been. You it's know, just, it's just that, one that, of uh, those things. Yeah, you, um, <laughs> all that good, good mojo. You know, on, mm-hmm. on set. It was, you know, it had to have been, (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And then of course, you know, years later, um, you know, I'm sitting there. Oh, this goes back to, uh, at Hollywood video. Yeah. So I try and I'm trying to get my movie in Hollywood video, talk to the district manager and he like laughed. He Mm. was like laughed in my face. Like, (laughs) that's nice. Like, no, (laughs) no, that's not how this is. 
And I was like, well, I took a store that was about ready to close, turned it around to a nice profitable store yeah. that, you know, I'm getting, you know, accolades from the company. You know, I got the best, you know, customer service for two consecutive quarters out of the whole company. Not too shabby. You know, from being a store that was going to close, yeah. you know, I think, you know, hey, this would be cool to like, hey, yeah. you know, this guy's also an independent filmmaker. You know, I thought it would be a perfect launch into, you know, hey, let's, you know, do the whole thing with the, uh, what do you call that? The newsletter and mm -hmm. everything. I thought it'd be a great hook. And he's like, no, it's not how any of this works. Nope. You know where it would have worked? Video explosion. It would have. Absolutely would have. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. But the the weird part was, is, you know, the, the film Hunting Humans that I worked on right after that, mm -hmm. I ended up uh, helping uh, get a bunch of the cast you know, lined yeah. up. They end up giving me associate producer and I helped out on set as much as I could, you know, yeah. where, wherever they needed a hand, you know, cause that's just how I would, you know, yeah. I didn't know exactly, you know, what, what they needed. Yeah. So um, yeah, whatever you need, man, you know, I'm here to help. Uh, year, you know, during those years, it just happened to be my assistant manager came in one day and he goes, Hey, have you ever heard of this movie? Uh, it was supposedly shot in Maryland. It was about a serial killer being stalked by another serial killer. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called Hunting Humans. Yeah. Yeah, I was a producer on that. Why? What's up? Yeah. He's like, oh, because we're getting it next week. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what the so at that point, it was kind of weird. Um, that was the movie that actually kind of launched everything. Yeah. And it's everywhere. I mean, I went into FYE and they had a whole display of them at oh, one wow. point. This is around Halloween time. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, pretty much I found it nationwide or just Oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it was wild. And you know, the weird thing was is uh, uh we actually spawned a real serial killer. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah. We had a copycat of a guy that was actually watching our movie. Oh my god! It was gosh. kind of weird. He, you know, it's. I think it was in New Jersey. I think it was. There was like a. <laughs> they, there was one of these like Datelines or something like that. They did about yeah. this guy, and you know, it, what happened was he was breaking into houses, and he would like kill the people there and stay there for a while, and then bounce somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Well, we never really talked about it in the story, but you know, um, you know, it was kind of obvious that you know where this killer was staying wasn't exactly his place um you so know, he figured so, out the he figured out the loopholes of the movie exactly now now the writer and director uh kevin yeah. kangas he actually he was inspired by reading other books while he was in college about mm -hmm. real serial killers yeah so his inspiration was just kind of like hey let's mash up a couple of these yeah. and you know throw them together well this guy ended up uh you know he ended up getting caught you know, mm -hmm. he was trying to overpower some people in a house and, you know, the husband ended up overpowering him and, yeah. you know, ended up getting caught. They found his semi truck uh, a couple of blocks away. And when they pulled open his DVD player, there was a copy of her movie in his holy DVD shit. player. So it was like, holy crap. He was like getting ideas from yeah. our movie. Like, uh oh. Isn't that uh, also a misfit song, Hunting Humans? Yes. Yes, so, it is. Did, they, did you inspire them to write that, that song? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was, uh, I, I'm time. pretty sure it was actually out before that, but, okay. you know, it was kind of like a, you know, a good play on yeah. things at the time. You know, I don't think it was really a well-known song, yeah, so okay. it was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. I think it's like off uh, Famous Monsters, if I'm right. mistaken, yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And, you know, I mean, but I got to say, that was a lot of fun. And that ended up being like the biggest thing that I'd worked on right yeah. before I had moved to Vegas. What made you move to Vegas then? Well, 
That was kind of the thing. I wanted to go where there was more productions going on. Okay. You know. Um, and what year is this, by the way, too? Oh, man. Uh, when I moved to Vegas was in 2005. Okay. okay. You know, my daughter, actually, she wasn't even in preschool then, and now she's now she's a 20-year-old yeah. girl working. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, uh, how how a lot of that had actually changed. We spent... A lot of years here, but there's a weird point to where we spent a year and a half in Denver, okay, and then came right back. Huh. Well, it's too cold in Denver. I mean, why would you want to go there for it? Well, it was kind of funny, you know. We went out there for jobs, and yeah, yeah. it didn't exactly work out the way that we expected. Yeah. So it just happened to be that my daughter went two school years, and uh -huh. as soon as her second school year was up, we bounced right back to Vegas. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, okay, let's get back to where we were, yeah, yeah. and regroup. Yeah. You, just, you actually just missed the warmth. That's what it really was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I missed a 24-hour town. I yeah. missed being able to, you know, like, go to the grocery store yeah. at 3 a.m., things like that. Like, oh, shit, I get something, like, uh, 3 a.m. Oh. I, I love it out here for that reason. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I'll tell you a story. My daughter gets sick in the middle of the night, yeah. you know, so it's like, oh, oh, no, yeah. what do you do? You know, so here, you know, it's not such a big deal. It's like, hey, I'm going to go down to the Albertsons or yeah. whatever is open 24 hours here. Mm. You know, in Denver, it was kind of like, okay, well, let me go down to the Walmart real quick. Yeah. I get down to the Walmart and I'm like, wait a minute, Walmart's closed? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I didn't realize at that point that, you know, oh, Walmart's actually don't stay open 24 hours everywhere. It's, it's things you take hmm. for granted here. It's <laughs> really, it really is. It's like, you know, you just go, oh, man, like I said, Albertson's like, I need, mm -hmm. I need, like, you know, I need milk because I want to have cereal at three in the morning. Right. Or something. And you're like, exactly. all right, perfect. And like, you know, like I said, shit happens. Especially if you're sick too. That's like the worst. Exactly. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it was, that was kind of like a wake up call to where it was like, wait a minute, the whole town shuts down about 10 o'clock, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, unless you want to go to a bar and yeah. then the bars close at three and then nothing's open at all. At least you move to Utah. <laughs> yeah. Everything be closed by seven o'clock or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You know, but you know, that's why I wanted to come back to yeah, Vegas. Yeah. And plus there's more production work. That, okay. At the time, um, Denver did actually get a, uh, a film incentive. Okay. But I didn't really see a spike in any real production work going yeah. on, you know? So, and there was more things going on back in Vegas. So that's mm -hmm. why, you know, we ended up coming back here. So when I got back here, you know, it was kind of one of those weird things where I was actually doing some video work. You mm -hmm. know, we were doing like, I don't know, ballroom dancing events and yeah, yeah. weddings and funerals. Oh, the funeral was a weird one. That's, a, we, that's your video second person in a week that told me they were shooting, like, shot a funeral. Like, like or was, my friend just shot a funeral, and you're telling me you shot a funeral. So, like, <laughs> it's the weirdest it's, thing. I, 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 Mine I, was the worst, though. It, it, it just, it like flabbergasted me so much because I'm like, why would you yeah. want to shoot an upsetting time? Yeah, exactly. Here, I got, you know, nobody yeah. else wanted to touch this, but I needed the money. So yeah. they had a stillborn baby <gasps> funeral that they needed taped. And I was like, are you serious? Oh my God. I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's his paying. You know, so, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, would you I, ever do it again? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no, that was one of those things where you actually, I, I mean, for me, I just separated myself like, you know, I would yeah. normally do like through the viewfinder. Yeah. You know, just staring through the viewfinder really kind of gives that separation of, okay, I'm not really involved with this. I'm just capturing the event. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of what I did just to keep like saying about the whole thing, mm -hmm. you know, because like, yeah, I don't really want to see some dead yeah. baby, you know, I mean, this is not, not my thing. Yeah. You know, but you know, I didn't even know that actually videotaping funerals were like a thing. I didn't know that either. You know, but talking to the guy at the funeral home is like, yeah, actually this is a, you know, a normal thing. 
And then I was like, well, just give the uh, agency that you got me through a call and, you know, I'll talk to you again sometime. And, yeah, nobody, you know, ever called after that. Yeah. I, just, I don't even know who I was working through. It was just somebody offered me a job. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, that, that just, like I said, it still flabbergasts me, the whole idea of, like, like I, I think I made a joke of that once when I was, like, younger because I didn't know it was a real thing. And I'm like, guys, we should just, you know, shoot funerals. It'd be great. we get some money from it. It's like, right. yeah. it's like that joke it's in um, strange. Wedding Crashers. Remember when he's like, "Oh yeah, I don't even go uh, wedding crash anymore. I just go funeral crash now." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's like, "Chicks are hornier that way." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's weirdest. It's a weirdest thing, you know, when people actually uh, want to videotape. But hey, you know it. But a strange thing kind of mm-hmm. you know went my way as I was, you know, I kind of slowed down. Just kind of did uh, some videotaping for events or yeah, something yeah. like that, and I'd, I was looking for a regular job. Yeah. Well, I ended up hooking up with a guy who is uh, like a uh, a personal development, yeah, you know, uh, really neat kind of concept. And I was going to be one of his instructors, and mm. he ended up getting like pneumonia, thought he was going to die, so he ended up calling the whole thing off. And probably about a year later, he got better, and yeah. you know, I had moved on to you know, like, okay, well, you know, since he's calling this off, I need to get like a regular job type yeah, yeah. job. And it just so happened, my wife said, well, why don't you get into, you know, something production related? Mm -hmm. You know, you've been doing this just like as like a fun thing for years, you know, just a passion. Why not make it your job? Yeah. So I thought, well, okay, well, I don't know how to do that, you know, but let me go online and take a look. And it was really weird because as soon as I got online, I saw an ad for JR Lighting. Okay. And he was looking for paid interns. So I figured, okay, well, I don't know a whole lot about lighting. I know a little bit more about mm-hmm. camera than lighting. So, yeah, yeah it might, this might actually work out and yeah. make sense to, you know, learn from lighting. So that's what I did. I ended up uh, getting a job with JR Lighting, and mm-hmm. I realized something. That, okay, this is the perfect opportunity to get to know people. Yeah. Any in industry, you know, let them know me mm-hmm. and, you know, get to know the equipment. Yeah. You know, that everybody uses. And that's kind of the biggest thing is just knowing what the equipment is, knowing what it's called. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's the biggest hurdle that most people actually have on set, you know, what it's actually referred to or what it's actually really called. Yeah. You know, that's, that's kind of the fun part. But, um, after working at JR Lighting for, I think it was two and a half years. Okay. I ended up moving into just doing freelance. Yeah. And that's where I am today. Gotcha. You know, yeah. so I either work in camera department or I work mm-hmm. in a grip electric department. Yeah. So, what do you, you like know, better? Well, it's kind of, it's two different things. You yeah. know, it, it really is, you know, having fun with lighting, you know, because lighting, when it's done right, you don't really think about it. You don't, you know, you yeah. don't see it, you yeah. know, it's one of those things that, you know, but when it's done badly, oh, that's see. when you notice yeah. it, you know? So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, yeah, let's, let's yeah. have some fun with this. And it, it is a way to be creative, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, to set a mood or something like mm-hmm. that, you know, lighting is, is really fun. Although I love being creative with camera angles. Yeah. You know, it's a, it was kind of like a, as a kid, you know, I used to like to draw, you know, yeah. as a teenager, I really wanted to move into shooting things, you know, mm-hmm. because I wanted to see like certain images. Yeah. And that's, you know, like I say, both of them are a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, both are completely different, mm-hmm. you know, but both work in tandem. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> sorry. It's okay. But, uh, you know, for like 
say a really good director of photography, mm. you know, they'll know exactly how they want the lighting set up to be. Yeah. You know, so, you know, knowing lighting and things like that is really important, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, how it plays out in a scene. So yeah. I think they actually, like I said, they work in tandem and knowing both together is, you know, it, it gives you a jump on the game. Yeah. Okay. And that's, you know, and so that's kind of like what I do professionally, yeah. you know, amongst. What's your favorite gig that you've done so far in the last, you know, couple of years? Oh, man, I've seen a lot. Uh, you know, it, it always makes me smile whenever mm. I see the, uh, the high roller commercial. Yeah. Because after I worked for JR Lighting, I ended up working for a, a Levy Production Group after okay. that. And one of the first gigs that they gave me as a gaffer mm -hmm. was actually lighting up a lot of the commercial for the high roller. Oh, wow. And so when you see the one that has the pod and it's all lit up and you yeah, know, yeah, that, yeah. that drone shot and all that, I was actually the crew on that, that, you know, did the lighting for that, mm -hmm. that commercial. Actually, I've subsequently worked on every one of the high roller commercials, mm -hmm. but that one was a lot of fun because we were trying to think, you know, the, the high roller was brand new. Yeah, yeah. How are we going to do this? We end up, uh, you know, taking some deep cycle batteries and mm -hmm. some uh, Kino flows yeah. and, you know, kind of, you know, making up a little, little thing. Now it's a lot easier with LEDs, yeah. especially these, you know, light claws that yeah. weren't out, you know, just take six, the, six years yeah. ago, seven years ago, yeah. you know, that. Yeah, now we could have actually just stuck those right on the wall and they had a battery pack setting off to the side, you know, no yeah. big deal, <laughs> you know, but, you know, at the time it was kind of like, hey, you know, how can we like make this work? And yeah. actually I got to work with uh, uh, a local guy, his name's uh, Jane Nemeth, and he, mm -hmm. he uh, runs a company called Flightline Films Okay, and they do a lot of aerospace, yeah. you know, filming and things That's like that, which really, you know, he brought a really unique look to a lot of the stuff that we were shooting at the time. Mm -hmm. We were shooting. A lot of stuff for Caesars. There were uh, like the sweets. You okay. Know, end up, like the commercial know. for the sweets. And exactly. Stuff? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like if you go into a Caesars property, I would probably say uh, if you watch their televisions mm -hmm. or you watch some of the televisions outside of Caesars, yeah. probably. I probably worked on it probably about eighty percent of that. How often do they reshoot those? Like or redo those? Because I feel like they look. I mean, they do it often. Mm hmm. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, you know it. Now, of course, this is a budget allows. Yeah. You know, but probably about every three years or so, they like to update certain things. Yeah. You know, um, but there are some things that, you know, happen. Like the other, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, was it Mesa Grill? Yeah. Hit their 15th anniversary. So we were there, you know, mm -hmm. to cover the live event with Bobby Flay showing up. And, yeah. you know, it was, it was a neat little thing, but it was over in like two hours. Yeah. You know, it was kind of like a quick, you know done mm -hmm. you know sometimes we're shooting on commercials that you know a 30 second commercial 30 second commercial will take us two days to shoot yeah no you know and I've that's on those before 10 hour days you yeah. know so you spent 20 hours to shoot you know 30 seconds yeah but you know it all depends on what you want to do and what quality is mm -hmm. but yeah it was a lot of fun working on all that caesar stuff yeah. because it was just you know, getting to meet the chefs, mm -hmm. you know, Gordon Ramsay worked with him a bunch of times. Oh, that's know, awesome. What he kind comes, of, yeah. That's all out, man. I love Gordon. And, you know, he, he's actually cooked us food, you know, <sighs> Chef Nobu, he actually made us sushi and stuff. Right I'm, at the I'm so jealous of you right now. Oh, man. It was just some amazing times, you know, it yeah, was yeah. just like, really, it was, uh, they had like uh, one of the taste of Vegas in that year. And like yeah. every chef was there and we were doing interviews with every one of them. So they were all like, here, try this. This is one of our signatures. Do this, you know, check this out. 
And yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, it's weird because, you know, (laughs) that's one of the the perks that, you know, being in production, you know, mostly, or a lot of people don't get to see behind the scenes. Yeah. But, you know, the cool thing about production is, you know, we don't get that big money as far as like being a star like Gordon Ramsay. But you know what? We get to taste that food, yeah. you know, that he made fed for well. us. Fed well. That's, that's my <laughs> life. <laughs> it's like, you get excited because craft services come in, like, oh, shit, they got, they got beef jerky. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. And that's the thing, being in Vegas, when you have access to all of these things, and, yeah. you know, they're, you know, the, the companies want to focus on these specialty restaurants, and yeah. you're going in to do a commercial on these restaurants, you know, and yeah, they got these signature dishes that are, Okay, well, we made it, yeah, and we shot it. Mm, well, now we can throw it away. Like, well, no, well, now we can eat it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? what, I mean, especially like, uh, like food lighting is just. I feel like it's, its own art too, as well. Like, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. Well, that's the thing. We're having a good director of photography yeah. because not everybody shoots food the same way. Yeah, and, yeah definitely. You know, a good director of photography will know how it needs to be lit. Yeah, you know, and yeah, I've actually worked with you know, probably five different DPs on mm-hmm. shooting, you know, food. And yeah, every one of them is different. We did like, we're going to people, you know, we did all, mm-hmm. you know, all the regular sort of things, you know, we did stuff for McDonald's before, oh, wow. but you know, switching over, we've also did all of the four star restaurants, yeah, you yeah. know, uh, Jada's, you know, all these other places, you know, and yeah, it's, you know, yeah. Signature dishes are always kind of one of those things that, yeah, we'll take some of that, <laughs> you know? Yes. Don't throw it away. You know, the crew yeah. will have that. <laughs> uh, don't throw away this venison. It sounds delicious. Let yeah. me, let me try it. Never had it before. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, now here's a question for you. Cause I've, have you ever seen the uh, food photo- or food videos where they show how they do the background of like, you know, the burger where they put the, you know, cardboard box or the cardboard piece in the, <laughs> Not, like to lift up the patty is that do you guys actually do that well give me give me some give me some insight here tell me it's true I, tell me it's not okay you need to know the there truth are here. some things yeah you know that yes you don't actually use real food for because okay. it just won't hold up the lights won't things work, like yeah. that you know like uh when you're doing uh what do you call it ice cream things yeah. like that there's no way is it mashed potatoes? it's like a, it's like a play-doh type stuff yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's you know they uh the uh that's normally art department comes in and says, okay, we got that covered, you know, things like that. You know, a lot of times, uh, when we do shoot, especially like things like, uh, the book of the people, you know, or we did like, uh, I don't know. I I'm trying to remember some of the ones that we did. Um, yeah, lots of different ones, even Mr. Mm -hmm. Chow, things like that. It was actually the real dish. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, so it would be really prepared for you right there. Some things, I forgot which ones it was. There were, um, it was like way before restaurant would open, mm-hmm. you know, if we were there shooting it, yeah. you know, most of the time the food was not cooked, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, like say it was a steak or something like that. They would actually just brown the outside of it just, yeah. you know, for oh. a couple of seconds. And then that was it. Interesting. You know, so it was like, okay, it's not really cooked. I mean, if you guys want to eat it, you know, we can throw it back on the grill for yeah, you, yeah. you know, otherwise it's, you know, yeah. Or like, uh, um. You know, sometimes there would be like a, a shrimp dish mm-hmm. or something like that that they actually just kind of whipped up real quick for the camera. Yeah, you know, but it still needed to you know cook for a while to actually be edible. Yeah, 
Now, yeah. now with that too, it uh, here's a question for you as well. With that, because because you're trying to quit, uh, I guess shoot so quickly. Is there multiple cameras for that, or like it's the one camera shoot? Uh, no, actually, yeah, hot still, right? Yeah, normally you'll have two cameras rolling, especially mm-hmm. for something like that. You know, uh, if you're at a chef's, yeah, you know, uh, place and they're preparing a meal, yeah, that's normally a two camera shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you're lucky, you might have three. Okay, but yeah, normally it's two. Okay, you know, when you're doing a one camera shoot with a lot of food, it tends to get cold a lot quicker yeah. because when you're setting up your dolly for this over here for this shot and you know things like that you know when when you have a two camera shoot a lot of times you can have one you know independent cameraman yeah. getting all the shots like you know your regular dp's mm-hmm. getting as well from his separate angle so yeah. even if you got to switch back and forth mm-hmm. you know because of a transition it's okay okay gotcha. you know, but yeah for the most part a lot of food is two camera Gotcha. Okay. Or more. I was always curious about that because I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I didn't promo things where it was always like a cute two shammer shoot in general, but like mm-hmm. uh, not like actual like, commercials of that high end of that nature. Right. So I was always curious, like, does it would make sense to have two because like you want the fucking food hot? So, oh, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's such a crew. I mean, want to be fed with hot food. Well, that too. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I've been there on set. Yeah. You know, where we've actually stuck it in the microwave and then we've actually <laughs> stood off camera. You know, with a uh, steamer. Oh, okay. You know, and just kind of <laughs> oh, like. Shit. Okay, back it off. Ah, oh, yeah, that's perfect. All right. You know, and yeah. and yeah, that does happen sometimes, you know, especially if it gets too cold. Yeah. You know, um but, you know, a lot of times now, you know, the way that, you know, a lot of the DPs yeah. that I've worked with, you know, they'll rock through it and, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of times before it even gets cold, you know, they're they've already you got three dishes already yeah. done, you know, and they're like, "Okay, what's the next one? Meatballs? Okay, great. You know, next one, you know." <laughs> But yeah, you know, it's, it's good stuff, yeah. you know, and, and I got to say that, you know, when it comes to, to food, mm-hmm. I, I see commercials on television where, you know, it's, yeah, it doesn't look appealing at yeah. all, you know, and I, yeah, cause and you're I'm now, really, you're, yeah, cause you're now seeing it. So you must, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. when you, when you see that, that. I don't know, a uh, Jack in a box commercial and you yeah. see that hamburger and it looks so cool. But then you see this local guys, you know, burritos that you know are awesome. Yeah. And you see his commercial. And it's like, dude, I, I don't think I'd eat there. Well, at the real place? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, your buddies down the street, you know, his, his looked like, uh, you know, but the Carl's, you know, okay. You know, that looks great. Yeah. You know, Hey, the McDonald's looks great. Well, that is mainly because of the way that shot and the yeah. lighting, you know, and it's, it, most people don't, like I said, when it's done right, you never think about it. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't register. Also, McDonald's has that McDonald's money too. Yeah. Your friend at the burrito place doesn't have that burrito money. You know what I'm saying? True. So true. That's, yeah. that's another issue as when, well. Too. When he's got $500 and, you know, burritos for life, yeah. you know, it's not like spending well, $50,000 on I would light that shit up like it's my last day on Earth. <laughs> exactly. It's not like a Big Mac commercial going to yeah. bring you like $60,000. Yeah. You know? It's like, ah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I mean, burritos for life. So you just go there every day if you want to. Breakfast, right. lunch, and dinner, you're, you're, you're right. good. Well, we, we hope that, you know, the skills got better for, you know, next year. You <laughs> yeah. Know, so that way, you know, hey, man, look at the updated video this year. But, yeah, it, I got to say it's, you know, uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, production work is, you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, I've always wanted to be involved yeah. with. And then finally making it my life has actually been nothing but a good time. That's awesome. You know, yeah. um, 
you don't work all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things that most people won't tell you, Mm -hmm. you know, if, you know, there's a reason why actors and, you know, filmmakers, things like that have other jobs, Mm -hmm. you know, that's why they're waiters or do something else, you know, something that, you know, is flexible to their lifestyle because, you know, I don't know what my schedule, you could ask me right now, what my schedule is, you know, for production work for the Mm -hmm. next couple of weeks, I might know two or three gigs, but um, that could mean that, that's the only things I'll work on yeah. or maybe my schedule will fill up. Yeah, yeah. You know, like CES. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I probably set up two lights the whole time <laughs> I was there and I spent most of my time pushing a cart from room to room and, you know, while the, while they were getting, you know, B roll and mm-hmm. things like that, you know, to where it was like easy stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the first day I actually set up five lights okay. along with another guy, you yeah, know, yeah. another grip, you know? So it was like, it took us, an hour and a half total, yeah. you know, to tweak everything and make sure that everything looked yeah. right, you know, and have everything set. And, but we were scheduled to be there for all day, you know, so we really, you know, mm-hmm. had to, okay, so what do we do? Yeah. You know, how do we help out here? You know, let's help them run cables, you know, for different yeah. things and, you know, let's do this. And, you know, but a lot of it's busy work, you yeah. know, sometimes, you know, um, I think uh, we were doing a, we were working for the show, The Real. And, um, it's a, like a talk show thing on okay. in the mornings. Okay. And, um, uh, one of the girls had come into town because Janet Jackson was here and she did a big mm-hmm. show and, you know, she got invited to the show and she picked up all kinds of swag and things yeah. like that. Well, we were on a two day crew on this and I gotta say, you know, like there were times like, um, okay, we shot. In the morning, oh, actually, yeah. earlier in the day, okay. we shot an interview. Uh, the, the host actually had gotten some, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, merchandise. Yeah. You know, at the kiosk, things like that. But until the time that we were actually set to shoot again, wasn't until after the show was over. So we had like six hours to absolutely do nothing. Yeah. You know, it's not like it could really leave because, you know, we were being available if Miss Jackson was available to do some sort of thing yes. on camera. You know, so we waited six hours <laughs> in order to get yeah. 10 minutes with Jan, yeah, Jan yeah. Jackson, you know. And Which I heard that show wasn't that good, by the way. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> My I, mom went, you know, she told me. <laughs> it sounded good from where we were, you know. We yeah. were sitting in the hallway and, you know, they were like, nice enough yeah. to bring us chairs. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> you, know? you could have had like multiple chairs. You could have napped on, like, you know. <laughs> right lay a couple out yeah know? do me a favor lay four out we're good <laughs> but there's there's really cool ones like uh a really cool one that i got yeah. to see one time was uh i was uh picking up equipment yeah um and it just so happened that i had no clue what was going on it was a corporate gig and well the uh performer wasn't done with the uh, makeup tables that i was there to pick up yeah so um i got to sit back stage and watch aretha franklin do oh, wow. do a show you know that's for awesome this corporate crowd and it was like wow and then you know like i think it was like a year and a half later she ended up passing oh wow you know so it was really kind of a cool thing that i got yeah. to see like her do all of her hits like 
backstage. Yeah. It was really kind that of fun. That is dope. You know? Holy shit. I mean, and that's one of those weird things you never know what you're walking yeah. into, you know? I mean, yeah, definitely. And sometimes, you know, it's somebody famous. Sometimes it's, you know, um, just a regular dude off the street. Yep. I feel you. <laughs> no. But then again, people that are famous yeah. are just like regular dudes off the street. They want to be treated like regular dudes off, dudes yeah. off, the, tr- off the street. Cannot speak for a second. <laughs> uh, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, man, uh, uh, he was in the Jurassic Park new movies. Chris, Chris uh, Pratt, Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah. I met him a couple of years oh, nice. ago. Yeah. Really? You know, when you see the guy and you see that type of performance, that yeah. regular guy performance, that's actually him. Yeah. You know, it seems like it. Yeah. He's just a really, you know, he was actually really nice and genuine mm-hmm. sort of guy. Yeah, you yeah. know, he wasn't like, you know, some people's personalities change when yeah. the camera's around. Like I'll tell you, Gordon Ramsay, really a nice guy, pretty proper guy. Yeah. As soon as cameras are around and he knows that he can be filmed, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's oh fuck this and ah yeah, yeah you bastards and yeah yeah and the, the cursing starts yeah. because that's kind of like the character that he's been portraying in front of cameras you, for years. You know what's funny? Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the show The F Word. Okay. Uh, the first time I saw that, cause I, you know, I, I saw, I used to not really watch Gordon Ramsay and like, but I always saw like the fuck this, fuck that, you know, whole right. this, uh, yeah. and then I watched the F word on BBC America and I'm like, he's a sweetheart. Cause yeah. he's like talking to this woman who's trying to learn how to cook for her husband and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And he's teaching her. I'm like, oh yeah, he's really nice. <laughs> exactly. And then I watched like a uh, master chef junior ever see master. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. like the one reality cooking show. I can't get mad at any of the kids for Like I can't root against any of them because exactly. they're just so good. Exactly. And he's like a sweetheart. I'm like. And and, and that's what he's like, you know, and it's kind of funny because, you know, when you see the Hell's Kitchen thing, you know, all of these other shows, you know, that you think that he's really, you know, hard on you, only certain things, you know, when he knows that, you know, you're screwing off, you know, I mean, because he's been around production work for a really long time. He knows how everything goes. You know, if he sees you screwing off, he will say something. Okay. You know, if, um, you know, your shift is not following through with how he has the menu. Yeah. yeah he'll say something, but yeah. for the most part, you know, he's really, like I said, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, not a raging, you know, cursing lunatic. Yeah, yeah. Like you see, like in some of these shows, no, he's a really down to earth and really cool guy. Yeah. You know, um, Bobby Flay, on the other hand, he's kind of the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. When he you see him, like he, he plays off, you know, he's America's sweetheart, but when, you know, the cameras are off, he's like, Oh God, can we just get so, Come yeah, on, yeah. man. You know, this is dumb. This is, uh, come yeah. on, man. You know, and it's, you know, and I get it to yeah. a degree, you know, because, well, he's also been in front of the camera for a really long time, yeah. you know, so. Well, like 20 plus years, probably. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he doesn't embrace it like a lot of the other guys yeah. do, you know, but, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, it, it, it's seeing the different personalities yeah, yeah. of, of different, uh, different celebrities yeah. which is really kind of neat you yeah, know? yeah some of them are really super duper cool yeah iggy pop oh okay. super nice. duper cool guy um uh of course john waters was amazingly yeah. cool uh um, are you still friends with john by the way after you like did you guys keep, I keep in touch a little bit or well sort of actually yeah. you know there was uh he was running a facebook mm-hmm. uh page for a while now yeah. i think it's just a fan page or yeah. something he doesn't really engage with yeah. it much anymore um but not really because, well, it's it's kind of hard really kind of conversing unless it's like online through yeah, yeah. Instagram or Twitter yeah, yeah. or Facebook or something like that. True. Because, yeah, they're 3,000 miles away. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you know, text, hey, how you been? Like, you know, things of that nature. And 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, plus the time difference, you know. I mean, that, you know, it's true. three hours, you know, earlier here to, than it is there. That, that is true. That is very true. Uh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Have you worked on any of the uh, smaller productions, like the indie films out here as well, too? Uh, yes. Um, and no. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been involved in a lot of different things. You know, yeah. I, I started a uh, Facebook group, you know, for a lot of, uh, you know, uh, film mm-hmm. guys that just come and talk and yeah. share different videos, things like that, because it seemed like at the time, you know, uh, a lot of people were doing that, yeah. but nobody was, everybody was kind of doing it to push people to their stuff. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I ended up being one of those ones that says, Hey, well, you know, it's not about me. It's about everybody, yeah, yeah. you know? And, um, that's one of the things I do like about this town is, you know, mm-hmm. I end up meeting a lot of different people. So I've helped yeah. out with, you know, different, you know, productions. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the stuff that I've done professionally, yeah. you know, probably won't have my name on it, you mm-hmm. know, cause like commercials and, yeah. you know, things like that. Industrials, yeah. you know, lots of different things like that. Now, independent wise, yes, I, you know, I got involved with, what was it, Bleach, and I'm trying to think of some of the ones I got involved with out here. Uh, Yeah, a bunch of different productions. I know a a bunch of shorts, uh, you know, a friend of mine, um, uh, Will Jackson, he he and I were, you know, we had met, I think at a Denny's at like one of these uh, screenwriters things. And, you know, I kind of like this idea, so we ended up making like a... We tried getting a couple things going yeah, at yeah. the time. And, uh, and what, what years was this, just oh, to, for timeline references? Mm, yeah, this is probably, oh, I think we've been friends for about 10 years or so. Okay. You know, so yeah, during that time, we tried getting like a couple of sketch comedy things yeah. going. Uh, I ended up writing a script about um, an independent filmmaker making like this really bad horror movie or okay. bad science fiction horror yeah. movie. And uh, the Ed Wood of uh, yeah, kind of like on those lines, yeah, Yeah, you know. And um, uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to actually finally shooting that sometime soon, yeah. Actually, for me, it was you know, a lot of uh, that light finally went out, (laughs) a lot of win today, yeah, Yeah. it happens, you know. A lot of filmmakers they have uh, um, a couple of things that stand in their way, and a lot of them, yeah, you know, it's equipment, yeah, you know. So, you know, for me, you know, it's kind of like growing up in the independent world, it was kind of mm. like, Hey, what do we got to work with? Yeah. You know, Hey, we got like a VHS camera and a couple work lights. Yeah. yeah. We can make this work, you know? And then going into the real professional world, it's kind of mm. like, okay, well we got, you know, a portrait kit over here, you know, an airy kit, you know, mm. it's got a 600, a thousand water, a 300 and mm. 150 in it. Uh, yeah. That's like an interview kit. Okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> do this. You know? And it's, it's kind of like a little bit different, but in the same respects, it's, just learning some, you know, how it changes, you yeah. know, but you know, I, I don't know. I can't complain. I think it's really cool. You yeah. know? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess you, man, I get it. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just love the uh, production world and you know, it's, it's kind of fun for me because now I want to branch off into doing more on my own. Yeah. You know, now it's actually, you know, I do love working on everything and mm. you know, it was great to get paid, but yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes there are stretches, like I said, where I I will spend a month not doing anything. Yeah. You know, so I figured, okay, since I have the equipment now, and that's the biggest hurdle for most, uh, you know, filmmakers Definitely. is, you know, not having the equipment. 
you know, okay, well, now the biggest hurdle is actually having, you know, a script. Well, I got a friend that writes scripts, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, what's the biggest hurdle now? Biggest hurdle now is actually only coming up with uh, location and an actors, you yeah. know, and, and that's kind of it. And, you know, yeah. I mean, and that's not so hard, not so, yeah. you know, I mean, actors, yeah, I know a lot of actors in town, you know, hmm. well, so the only obstacle yeah. is location. All right. Well, maybe this, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, so that's when I started figuring, okay, well, you know, this year's going to be a little bit different, you know, yeah. there's going to be a few more independent productions, okay. things like that. So your 2020 is looking pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very you know, nice. At you. least doing a couple of, uh, short stories, yeah. you know, at least to get things rolling again, you know, yeah. because that's, it's. I know um, I was I was one of those types that really thought, you know, why waste time on a short story? Yeah. You know, then I started really just kind of touching on them and mm -hmm. realized, okay, I get it now. This is a good way to hone things, you know, yeah, try yeah. things out. Does this work? Does this not work? Yeah. You know, hey, let me try this editing technique, you know, yeah. let me see if that works with this. And, you know, you end up shooting a short just to try something out. Yeah, it's a big proof of concept. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, you know, a lot of things have actually pushed me into like, okay, to keep on honing, mm -hmm. you know, just keep doing some shorts, yeah. you know, as long as they're written, you know, decently, you know, yeah. yeah, I'll take it on and, you know, let's, let's play, you know, almost like a, uh, uh, almost having fun with a reel or something yeah. like that, you know, but Hey, there's actually a story and you know, the structure and things like that. Mm -hmm. And all the goodies to do it with, you know, steady cams and jibs and whatnot. The whole know, nine yards. Yeah. yeah LED lights yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Boom. 4k cameras. Like you said, you just need locations and actors. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. Exactly. And, you know, that's not so hard. No. I mean, now let me ask you this. I, I ask everyone on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to get down to the root also about the film community out here, you know, because okay. I feel like it's a weird community, to be honest, from what, from my eyes. Personal it's a little different. It's a little different. Yeah. And, you know, I want to know what the strength from in your personal opinion, you can plead the fifth on things, too. So there's, <laughs> you, you, there's no like, you know, you don't feel, if you feel funny about saying something, you don't have to say anything at all. You can, nah the strengths and weaknesses of the film community. I'm trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? I want to know what your thoughts are of that. And then also what can we do to take it to the next level in that regard? So let's start with uh, yeah. the strengths. Cause I feel like that's always the easiest to do. Mm -hmm. Well, the strength is that there's actually a lot, a lot of talent in this yeah. town. I mean, a lot more so than a lot of people give it credit for, mm -hmm. you know, there, there's actually people with star power in this town. Mm. They're just, you know, they've been on television things yeah. like that, you know, that, Hey, you know, they might, you know, they might not have thought about doing a TV show, but yeah. you know, if somebody approaches them about hosting something, you know, or they work, you know, yeah. you know, a couple hours every week, you know, they might be into it. Yeah. Well, I can say the, the biggest thing is, is their, their creativity is another positive. Yeah. You know, I've seen some really cool things come out of Vegas. Okay. Um, you know, uh, there was a guy, uh, Keith Mosier, made this movie called uh, One Long Day. Okay. And it, it's actually John Wick. Oh, okay. You know, Interesting. It, before John Wick was made, he ended up making One Long Day. And it was a, a comedy, you know, as a comedy action movie with really just over the top action and yeah. gore and things like that. Where with John Wick, it, they kind of took the other direction. Made it serious. Yeah. You know, um, but it's pretty much the same story. You know, the guy, you know, gets mistaken for somebody else. They kill his dog. So he goes on a rampage and goes all the way up to the top and kills everybody this. along the way. Yeah. I think they did, you know, because I, th I think at the time Keith was shopping it at the AFM yeah. and uh, the guys that ended up writing John Wick, I think probably were in one of those screenings and said, hey, 
this is a cool idea, but yeah, instead yeah. of it being a comedy action movie, what if we made it like a really serious action flick? I mean, I you feel know, like you get should a real sue. star, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, there were enough differences, you okay. know, but once you see the movie, you kind of see, oh yeah, they yeah. did. They, they copied yeah. off. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, as far as like, uh, uh, drawbacks or, or some of the negatives, um, I would have to say that a lot of it's fractured for different reasons. Hold on. I just want to point this out to you. I've met Rick for the first time today. I shit you not, everyone. And you are not the only person to say this. I, I shit you. Like I said, I, I, all this content, as I tell everyone on this, every goddamn episode, mm-hmm. part of my French, but every, I, I stacked up shit since November. I've been, you know, doing a lot of this, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone has said it is a fractured community. So yeah. it, it is scary to know that someone I just met again for the first time says this as well. I'm not making this shit up. I don't yeah. tell anyone anything prior and <laughs> I'm just throwing this out there. So obviously Las Vegas, there is a problem. We need to fix this. Yeah. It is fractured. I, and I'll, let me explain too. someone is, uh, people have compared it to high school clicks. It, In a way. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. In a way. See, now that is scary when everyone's on that wavelength, but, but see, here's the thing. Yeah. And, 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 and I've come to realize really why it's it's kind of fractured. Okay, yeah, thank you. If you is, have an answer, please, yes. Is you have creative folks that really want to do something with no money. Yeah. And then you have other folks that are maybe not as creative, but mm-hmm. they have money to yeah. do something with it. Okay. You know, so there there is that sort of thing, you know, and when there's money, everyone will jump aboard. Definitely. Everyone. I mean, you there's know? only so much, I mean, you being a freelancer, there's only so much you can put the free into freelance. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's, there's some things, you know, like, uh, you know, um, if you're calling me up professionally, yeah, you yeah. know, I won't even get out. I won't even leave my house for under 300 bucks. Yeah. yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's not even, it's not even a consideration, yeah, you yeah. know, that, okay, if you just want me to hang out, you know, and babysit a cart you know yeah. okay yeah that's going to cost you at least three hundred dollars for me mm-hmm. to sit there all day long yeah, you know um but you know when it comes to you know like an independent filmmaker coming to me and saying hey dude you know i mean i have this really cool script i have mm-hmm. a really great idea and i have a lot of things going for me can you help yeah you know then it's like okay yeah i can help you mm-hmm. you know and i'll give time in and you know sometimes lend equipment you know things like that yeah you know all for you know, a credit basically, Yeah, yeah. you know, and see, that's where I feel like it's fractured. Okay. Okay. That, you know, a lot of these people with good ideas, good intentions, mm-hmm. you know, good scripts, you know, yeah. they have a lot of things going for them. They should have some money. Yeah. You know, they should have somebody backing them in some way. Yeah. You know, but you know, a lot of guys end up not getting the money mm-hmm. and then they end up getting bitter towards those that do. Yeah. You know, so that's, I think, kind of where the disconnect comes in. And then, of course, the people that are getting paid, you know, yeah. they don't want to hire somebody that's always constantly doing stuff for free. Yeah. You know, so so that's the double edge. Yeah. No, that's you know? no, I agree. Yeah. You know, because if you're going to do it for free, you know, then why do I got to pay you? Yeah. You know, but in the same respect, you know, you got to think about, you know, I mean, for actors even to be there and you know, yeah. give their time, you know, their time is worth money yeah and and the funny thing too going back to that free thing doing it for free like there's everyone actually talks about exposure and like you're trying to get more exposure and mm-hmm. yada, yada yada but when when do you go to yourself you have enough exposure then when you try to get paid for it then they don't want to pay like you know <laughs> then no one's hiring you you know yeah true so well, it's a weird like you said double-edged sword there right see now that's why i kind of also put it up there too that you know 
um, I do bop in between independent and professional mm-hmm. work because, yeah. well, like I said, as professional mm-hmm. work goes, I don't get paid or I do get paid yeah. to do this. So I don't get credits on these things. Yeah. You know, now when it comes to being able to show off my work, mm-hmm. you know, I can't really just say, well, Hey, go to Caesars. And when you see that, you know, steakhouse yeah, yeah. commercial, yeah, I lit that, you know, I mean, I can't really just say that, you know, but when I, and I'm sitting there at an independent film, mm-hmm. you know, I can say, oh yeah, you know, I DP this feature back yeah. in the day, you know, and this was, you know, probably a, you know, three week shoot or yeah. whatever it is, you know, and just give an example, but you know, that's where the credits actually come yeah. in and that's where I'll show you, you know, here's the trailer for that, you yeah. know, and you know, I'll kind of push that sort of thing out there because mm-hmm. that's newer and fresher and things like that, you know, so that's, you know, where corporate things kind of come in, you know, most of the time, if I work on an industrial, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we did some things for a, what was it? A drug company a couple, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I'll never, ever see that footage ever, yeah, yeah, definitely. you know, I mean, because it was basically doctors talking about this new procedure mm-hmm. and the only other people that were going to see it were other doctors. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, I'd never, ever well, see you this. Well, a doctor client. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. You know, but, but that's the thinking. thing, you know, if, if, if a lot of independent guys could yeah. actually break the barrier of being able to pay people to be on the set, mm-hmm. you know, even if like a hundred bucks a day yeah, something something yeah but you know what? here's the funny thing do you know george elias yes so george was on the podcast and right. he was telling me that there's actors he was like asking you know to be in his film and stuff like that and he's like i'll pay you 25 bucks i'll pay, pay you you know give you right. something and they're like no so it's <laughs> so it's all see this is my here let me ask you this too maybe this is how i uh, how i see it because i'm seeing this from different eyes i'm also being a curious cat about a lot of things mm-hmm. so i'm always like i said i'm trying to get a lot of people's opinions try to figure this shit out right so Take a pie graph. This is my theory. Mm-hmm. And now 80 to 90% of the actors out here can't really act, I okay. think, aren't, aren't the best actors. And they might or be extras. Or extras. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. They, they're glorified extras. Yep. And then the 10 to 20% are the people that are actually trying, you know, trying to get Vegas on the map, make themselves good or, yeah. you know, make Vegas better. Yeah. Do you agree or disagree with that theory? I would say there's bigger pool of talent than that. You yeah. know, I say because, um, as you see it more than I do. And I'm, I'm well, yeah. Yeah. Well, only because I know, yeah. you know, that there are people that work in shows constantly, yeah. you know, they well, work in the casinos where they do have to put on an act. You know, okay. Some so way. I shouldn't say, let's not, let's not do shows. Let's just do actors, I guess, in general. Then. Right. Yeah. 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 And actors in general, I'd say is a pretty big, uh, pretty big percentage, okay. percentage of them are really pretty decent yeah. in town. Now, however, there are, those that call themselves actors that they are just extras, yeah. you know, and yeah. you know, yes, you know, I mean, with something like that, you know, yeah, that's, that's kind of like, if you want to use folks like that, you know, it's kind of like using your friends and family yeah, you yeah. Know, to just, Hey, say one line in this movie, you know, yeah. and here you go, you know, but uh, for the most part, yeah, there is a good pool of talent, you know, okay. and, and really a lot of people that know their, know the, the business inside yeah. and out. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, overall, if everybody just kind of focused on, you know, hey, yeah, I can give you a couple of bucks to make it worth your while. Yeah. You know, that would actually change the mindset. And I get it that some people real, you know, say, oh, well, that's not enough. Yeah. That I, happens. I get it. Yeah, I get it. You I know, mean, but, yeah. you know, in the same respect, you know, a lot of people like back in Baltimore before I came out mm-hmm. here, you know, I mean, when I was shooting my movie, if, you know, I had the camera out yeah. and I had a couple of lights sitting there just shooting, you know, like, give you an example. That was a, 
there was just this one scene where the uh, the main actor and the main actors were sitting in the car and they were mm. dri- delivering lines back and forth. Well, this one guy ended up walking by and saying, hey, you know, what you got going here? I was like, oh, we're just shooting a scene for the movie. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I have the bar like two doors down. You know, yeah. once you guys are done, why don't you come in? You know, and you guys need to shoot a bar scene. You know, you got my place, you know, and nice. you know, I'm sure I can hook you up with some yeah. extras and things like that. And that's how people were back back east, yeah. you know, when a, when a production was happening. You know, um, but then again, there wasn't, there wasn't that many productions. We had a couple of movies every once in a while and there was homicide life on the street was being shot back, back then. And, um, you know, so it really kind of, it, it gave people a sense of what production work was kind of like, but you know, it really wasn't constantly something going on. Yeah. You know, unless you worked in a news station. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That was the one big difference, you know? Yeah. yeah. If you're working for a news station, man, you're working all the time, you yep. know? And I knew plenty of guys that, you know, worked for channel 13 or channel yeah. 11 or whatever it was at yeah. the time, you know, but yeah, it was completely different when it comes to like doing production work, yeah. you know? I mean, we're shooting music videos or movies, you know, we're thinking of different things than yeah. what, you know, a guy shooting a newscast is yeah. shooting. I met a, I met a woman who was on this podcast. Her name's Melina Gay. And she was telling me her one of her first movies she ever shot. She got a she got a camera guy, but the camera guy only shot news, so he didn't know how to shoot production. Which I was like, wow, <laughs> didn't think that would ever happen. Where they didn't know how to shoot production. You know, yeah, you know what I mean, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I just like shook my head. I'm like, what the? Yeah, sometimes that happens. You yeah. know, I mean, and and you don't really think about it, but you know, I mean, yeah. I thought about it after the first time that mm-hmm. I shot a wedding, yeah. you know, cause we were doing independent movie stuff yeah. prior to, you know, getting somebody to actually paint us for too. a wedding. Yeah. Weddings right? are weird. Cause it, it used to be like, you know, a very certain style and now it's like a highlight reel of shit where right. it's like, it's like really fast paced edits or like slow down edits and stuff like that. So it's a lot different. That's yeah. See, that was kind of my take on it. Yeah. You know, that, Nobody likes really watching wedding videos unless yeah. unless there's something interesting to see, you know? Exactly, yeah. So my take on it was, you know, yes, you know, do that. Do yeah. like a highlight reel, you yeah. know, do, you know, baby pictures, you know, faded in and out in the beginning and, yeah. you know, play a song, you know, do something a little bit different than, you know, everybody else is doing at the time. And, you know, when I actually watched wedding videos, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't do them any yeah. way like this you know okay i get it yeah, how yeah. they did it this oh man okay well i didn't go for that angle and yeah. you know things like that to where it's yeah. like you know ended up being that yeah you could tell if there's like a filmmaker shooting your wedding yeah. or just you know wedding photographer yeah. you know wedding videographer oh shooting I'll, your wedding i'll never forget back when i was trying to find a job in jersey i lived there uh, I met a dude. I forgot the company name. I'm like, nah, I, so I don't have, I can't blast him. And he's probably not here in this anyway. But you know, we're talking about because uh, I told him I, I shot a wedding, and like, he's like, oh yeah, shoot weddings. And I'm like, yeah. I, I told him like, I don't believe a wedding should be you know, you know, a 30 minute video of you it, like the guy and his grandma dancing and shit like that. You know, make it fast paced, make it fun, make it like yeah, like 20 minutes maybe tops if anything, like a highlight reel the whole day. And so he goes, well, some people like that. I'm like, why well, didn't get this job? <laughs> I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Long thing to say. <laughs> well, see, I used to DJ. Yeah. Now, that was actually, when I was budding filmmaker, that was yeah. also a way for me to make money as well. Yeah. You know, was, I was a- Did I you was have a, a DJ name? Yeah, it was DJ Otto. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of <laughs> kind of my thing. I was a rock and repo man. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> you know, from the movie Repo Man, anyway, yeah. you know, my, fa- my first fake ID, you know, was, you know, Shermer. Otto- <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of a nod to the uh, character, you know, he shows his fake yeah. ID in the movie and- 
Yeah. Anyway, so it was kind of like a big nod to that sort of thing. So when I was actually a DJ, I yeah. went back to the same like college bars I used to hang out. Yeah, where yeah. I used to they had fake ID at, you know, and they were like, "Hey, Otto, what's going on?" So it was like, "Hey, DJ Otto." All right, you know. Nice. So that's what it was, you know. And yeah, I did that for probably about ten years or so, okay. and you know that was a lot of fun. And that's when I actually did a ton of weddings, and that's. Okay. You know, doing a wedding from a DJ standpoint is so much easier. Really? You know, because here's the thing. People only bitch at you for not playing the electric slide or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. You know, I mean, or they'll bitch at you for doing. Yeah. You know. The two whitest songs ever. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's weird because, you know, there's certain songs that I know, okay, I have probably about 10 songs. And if I want to get people actually out on the floor, these are about the 10 go-to songs I can do. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, okay, well, they're not going to dance. I think I know three of those. (laughs) I think I know uh, it's, it's obviously the electric slide. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, hustle. Right. Yeah. Yep. The Congo line song. Ole Ole. Right. Yeah. That'll work. That, yep. That'll work. Right. And then uh, I don't know the other seven. <laughs> YMCA. Oh, y- yeah. Always a good yeah. one. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, that gets people up on their feet, yeah. you know, things like that. Yeah. That's always a cla- you know, Chicken dance is chicken, also oh, yeah, another true. one. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm blanking um, out on these right now. I should know this. Well, see, that's the thing, you know, and, and I got to see all that yeah. while flipping over to the, uh, the, the video yeah, side, yeah. you know, it was kind of like, you know, when I saw what these guys, how they were shooting when I was DJing, yeah. I was like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. Oh, I wouldn't do that. You know, so I would shoot it this way, shoot it that way. I did it. Yeah. You know, and what we did, it looked different, yeah. you know, and, you know, I got some compliments, like, yeah, yeah. you know, some friends like, yeah, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. You know, it was, made a wedding video interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you made it sellable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it wasn't hell to sit through yeah. that, dude. You know, that was cool. I, I didn't fall asleep. My wife didn't, my wife didn't nudge me. <laughs> exactly. You know, so those are the good compliments, you know, yeah. I mean, that's, Always that's the fun, fun stuff. Yeah, fun. exactly. You know, especially if you get to see it from different aspects, yeah, yeah. you know, and like yeah. I said, when I was, you know, like I say, I, that's why I went back yeah. to just, doing DJing because, you know, shooting, you know, weddings is like, ah, all right, let's do this, you know, but when it came to DJing, it was kind of like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. Let's have some fun, you know, because it was just playing songs, you know, it was easy as shit too, as a a wedding uh, videographer too. You had the, man, you had the workout, you know, like 20 minutes in, you're like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's the thing when you're DJ, man, you got a table there, you know, you can hide behind the CDs and have your dinner and whatnot. They bring over to you when you're videotaping, you know, you don't get to stop until the end, you know, and then at the end, you know, hopefully they set up a plate aside for you, you know, you don't eat. (laughs) You're eating at McDonald's later on. (laughs) And you, cause you didn't eat all day cause you started like, like, you know, maybe eight o'clock in the morning. Exactly. You're at the bride's house or something like that, getting her hair done and you're like. Yeah, oh man, I should I should have brought a Nutrigame six hours in Nutrigame bars, but I should have brought one. Like you know, you're just complaining the whole time in your oh, head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, is it over yet? Is it? Can I get some lunch here. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the fun yeah. days, you know. I mean, and and I gotta say, you know, um, when I moved to Vegas, mm-hmm. I noticed that. DJs weren't what they were, so that's why I kind of quit. Yeah, you understandable. Know? Yeah, I mean, when I started, it was like turntables and yeah, yeah. you know d or cds are still pretty new yeah you know and move into that cd progression and then when i moved here i saw a guy's actually djing with a laptop oh you know i was yeah. like oh that's different so those thousands of cds i don't have to bring out anymore you know all of that heavy equipment yeah. i don't have to bring out anymore just a couple of pa speakers an amp and my laptop that's yeah. it yeah, I mean, you wow. have the book of CDs where people are like, "Can I get a request of this one over here?" Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny, you know. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Yeah, uh, 
And I did actually have some CDs stolen from me. Oh, wow. But yeah, I can see that happening. There's DJ. ones that you don't really want. <laughs> it's, it's the ones you don't really want. They steal. Like what? Like even Kenny though they're kind of, <laughs> even though they're kind of cool for what they were, like, yeah, yeah. like in sync. Okay. Or Britney Spears, or what was the yeah, other one that got see, those stolen? Those are the popular ones, and you we want that. You don't care about them. But at the same time, you're like, shit, I gotta buy this again now. <laughs> yeah. Like, so you have that, like about a road, like five of them just in stock in your like house, probably like just well, in case. Like I said, they were actually kind of cool in a yeah. way because. These were the CDs they were putting in hand CDs. So they had like posters and yeah, pictures yeah. and interviews yeah. and like little sound bites and stuff. And they were actually cool yeah. CDs, you know, okay. that, you know, but, you know, yeah. they didn't really yeah. care about the subject. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, you know, now you, now you and then when somebody one. stole it, it was like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like to get upset about it, yeah, but yeah, yeah really I was upset. never going to play that. Yeah. It wasn't in my, it wasn't in my car uh, <laughs> radio at all or anything like a nice CD player. <laughs> yeah. I'm not yeah. going to play Backstreet Boys, no, not, you know, on a today. regular basis. No. Like, except when you're alone <laughs> driving at night, driving home from the wedding, actually just slide in Backstreet Boys and like, Huh. I see it now. <laughs> no, 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 man, no. We don't. We don't. We don't admit to that. <laughs> you just don't want to admit it. It's okay. I understand. They're playing the fifth. They're playing the fifth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know. So, so go, actually, going back to the weaknesses. Any other weaknesses you see in the in the community as um, well? Well, not really. I mean, yeah. honestly, you know, um, it's just that fractured thing that's the big. Well, big yeah. Concern. I mean, the the, the clickiness. I think yeah. just kind of comes from. Uh, Nobody wants to jump on until they know that something's going on, you know? So that's kind of part of it as Mm -hmm. well. You know, like, um, like if you're doing a, what do you call it? A, a, a crowdfunding campaign, you know, a crowdfunding campaign is actually, you know, it's more of a a contest of popularity to see, you know, who are your friends that are actually going to kick out three, $4, you know, you know, at a, at a time. Yeah. But it's also one of those things to where, you know, it can sit there for two weeks and nobody will drop, you know, a dime on it. But as soon as it hits up to $2,000, everybody's like, Oh, wait a second. I want to be part of that now, you know? So that's, that's part of the clickiness of it yeah, is yeah. that nobody wants to take the opportunity to see if it's, you know, just jump in yeah. and see if it's going to be a success. I, they want to kind of see if it's a success before they jump in. And mm-hmm. I think that it's kind of works in the opposite way. I, yeah, I agree. And, I, and even, even just in general, crowdfunding is like one of the hardest things to do too. Mm-hmm. Cause you need, you kind of need to have a, a name behind yourself too. Yeah. And then also going back to the clicky thing too. Yeah. Like, Cause again, we're, I think, you're also on a different tier of like, you know, working the production and the indie, indie part too. I think right. what I've, what I've seen and what I've been you know, talking about the people uh, who've been on the podcast is like, they're not working like in the clicky part of it. It's like, you know, let's say me, we would never, you know, we never work together. So you have your own group of people. No, it's okay. You have your own group of people. I have my own group of people, but we never right. like kind of join forces to work together. And that's, right. that's part of the click too, I think as well. True. That's another, I think that's the problem. That we need to fix in that regard. True. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where I think a lot of things like, uh, you know, doing shorts and things yeah, yeah. like that are, are, are not only do they help hone the craft, mm-hmm. but it also kind of keeps the workflow bouncing around. Yeah. You know, because I'll be honest with you in my professional work, um, you know, every day is different. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, sometimes I might work with the same guy, like, you know, three or four gigs yeah. and then I don't see him for, you know, a year, but that hones your craft too. Cause you're working with different people all the time too. Yeah. 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 And it's different attitudes, you know, yeah. different ways of shooting, you know, um, you know, uh, just, yeah. Yeah. Different producers. Yeah, all of it. Again, like I'm going back to that, like I said, uh, you know, 
for example, I, I, if you're using the same actors and actresses, you're not you're not growing anymore after a while. You're stagnant. So, Very true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, I would, like that's the thing. Like, you want to work with other people. You want to do other things. So you can grow, learn about those types of people in the sense of like what kind of personalities they are, and they can learn about right. you and the type of personalities you are. And yeah, that's that's my whole thing. Exactly. Yeah, I I totally agree. And you know, and like I say, this town has a lot of yeah. talent, and there there are a lot of people that really. You know, do you and, know? And some people don't get the chance either, which is which is a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'll 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 complain about this too. Here, here's my two complaints. Here's my uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, film mixers, I think, are a waste here. To be honest, okay. Because I went to one. I know this is going off of one film mixer. But I've been to one, and I literally it said, you know, get your name, email, number, all that whole kick boodle. Uh-huh. Did that whole thing. Never heard back from anyone. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what's the point of this? It's just a big like facade of like bullshit like you know and then it's also people like just talking to people but not really doing i feel like they're not doing anything about it true and then this this is a you know again my personal opinion now film festivals are my big uh, an issue i have with <laughs> because and it's not film festivals here I mean, yeah, it's film festivals here it's the local film festivals i think okay. there's too many one mm-hmm. and i think also if you want to challenge yourself as a filmmaker I don't think you should be doing local film festivals. I think you should be going yeah. outside your state and going like go mid tier, you know, and upper tier. Even I know you're not getting Tribeca, but still shoot for fucking Tribeca. True. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, uh, this Edgar, uh, from rising again productions was on the podcast a few weeks ago. Okay. And he, you know, they got into the film festival here, but they also got into Ohio. I think he said in Brussels, I think, I think oh, nice. if, I, if I remember correctly, I might be getting that confused, but no, I think he said that, but still, I, I applaud them for getting into Ohio or whatever, whatever the other mid-tier in the Brussels thing. Great. Okay. That's amazing. But mm-hmm. like, you know, when you have a film festival here, and I'll, and I'll name it because I don't give a shit, the, like Las Vegas Action on Film Festival. Okay. Uh, I'm, and I don't know if you're friends haven't with Haven't been. Yeah, no. haven't been either. But like, I see the nominations and it's like five films or stuff like that, or four films or two people in the f- category of a film. It's like, <laughs> what, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you're not, you're not. Oh, you're not. Uh, what's the one I'm looking for? You're not stretching your creative like your juices here. You're not like really. Yeah. You're, you're kind of just staying in a stagnant field where you're like I'm just trying, you know, locally. I'm not trying in- internationally or like upper tier. Even though maybe they do go to other things, but they shouldn't really be. I mean, I feel like I should be proud of being in a Las Vegas film festival. I'd rather be proud yeah. of being an outside film festival. That there's my there's my true. You know, my two concerns. Well, very true. Yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact. uh um, you know, I remember the first film festival that, you know, I kind of actually went to yeah, yeah. with a film wasn't even to show it. It yeah. was to sell it at a table. Yeah. You know, so that's what it was, a horror convention. Yeah. And I had an action movie, you know, and here it is. Yeah. I rented a table for the weekend to yeah. sell my flick, you know, so it was, you know, yes, I kind of get that, but I've also, Okay. Um, I'm kind of on the fence about film festivals mm-hmm. and I'll, and I'll tell you why it's, it's mainly because it's not really what normally people would go for. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot more artsy films, things yeah. like that, you know, that, you know, this isn't, you know, you don't go to a film festival to see an action or a comedy yeah. movie, you know, that, you know, you, you kind of just go to see what's there maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you're expecting dramas, you know, you're expecting something heartfelt, you know, maybe some shocking, yeah. you know, horror movies or something like that, you know, that have some weird twist ending, Yeah, you know, but for the most part, you know, um, you know, like 
I'll I'll be honest. I'm not yeah. a I'm not a big fan of the the 48. Yeah, no, me either. You know? Cuz it's the same it's the same shit, man. Like there's too many of them. <laughs> yeah, and well, here and I'll tell you the reason why is, yeah. you know, if you're going to make a short film, you know, especially if it's going to be only a couple minutes long, mm-hmm. make it for yourself. Yeah. Don't 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 yeah. pay to to make it. Yes, you get pay to, to get in the forty eight film festival. Yes, yes, you, you you pay to do that. And and here's the fun part. Yeah. You know, um, they actually own the rights to that film once you make it for them. Now you can actually buy the buy buy the rights to the yeah. film back from. Did not know this. Yes, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I went through it on their website. Huh. You know, and that's kind of like well, you know, I I get it that yeah. some people want to hone their craft and you know do the the 48 hour yeah. film festival and i think it's cool you know to motivate people yeah but the thing is is you know what are you doing beyond that exactly you know? yeah. i mean if you only do the 48 you know then you know you, uh, you know you're not yeah. really a filmmaker you're just somebody who jumps in every once in a while yeah. to kind of do this yes yeah. in a way you are actually a filmmaker but not in the sense of you know you you really want to make something of this. Here's, here's my issue too, with the 48 hour film festival is like, when I think of that, I think of college mm-hmm. in college, it was a big thing. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, I wouldn't do that now personally. My, like again, my own opinion. I'm, I don't give a shit if you do it. It's cool, man. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, like, I, I get you, you know, yeah, I and, mean, I do. And also the issue too, I think is with film festivals. Like, I know they have like things where you can't go put it on YouTube or this, that, and the other thing. And right. that, that's what annoys yeah. me too. Cause like, let me ask you this. Do you feel like there's a lot of people that say they're doing them projects and stuff like that, and then they never show the project or there's like, you know, like I'm, I'll admit I'm, I'm accountable to this. Like, you know, I think we, everyone is at one time in their life, but like, you know, cause, Oh, I put it in the film festival. I can't put it on YouTube. <laughs> who, who cares? Cause only five people are going to see in the, in the theater. And guess what? 10, 10 people might see on YouTube. Exactly. 15 actually. Exactly. Guess what? That's 10 more people than the five in the theater. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, and I'll be honest with you too. Yeah. There was even a, what was it? Uh, the behind the door challenge, a buddy yeah. of mine, you know, what was that behind the door challenge? Uh, it was a couple months ago. It was right around Halloween. Okay. It was, uh, I forgot what, what site it was through, but mm-hmm. basically what was you make a, a 60 yeah. second, you know, what's behind the door. Oh, okay, film. okay. Okay. You know, so, you know, our idea was pretty simple that, you know, um, uh, I got my daughter to actually be in it, mm-hmm. you know, and really just somebody's banging on the door. She gets up to go to the door, you know, she looks outside, nobody's there. And then she yeah. ends up getting attacked from inside the house. Mm. You know, I thought it'd be really kind of cool, yeah, yeah. you know, jerk sort of thing. Yeah. Well, the fun part was, is, you know, during this contest, yes, they only wanted a 30 second, you know, yeah. short film. Yeah. You know, and um, well, my first edit of the thing was like, three minutes long or okay. something like that. So I was like, nice. okay, well I got the music and the sound effects and everything all already done. All right, let me just, I'm going to take that one and mm-hmm. sit off to the side. Yep. And then I went back and I made my 30 or 60 yeah, yeah. second cut and the 60 second cut actually at, yeah, it has, you know, a slightly different feel to it. I mm-hmm. used a couple of different angles that, you yeah. know, I didn't use in the other one and things like that, you know, different actual music, even though I had, uh, CDs of canned music yeah. that are used for it. Um, you know, I end up using a different song because it fit better to what was going on in that time slot. And on the other one, I ended up using like three songs and kind yeah. of putting them together on the other one. It was just, okay, 60 seconds. It was like one song, yeah. boom, you know, one piece of a song really. Yeah. So 
you know, when it all comes down to it, you know, all right, yeah, I did put that little 30 second one, you know, to the contest, but the two and a half minute one, you know, that's the one that went on our three minute one, yeah. three and a half minute one went on my uh, YouTube page, yeah. you know? So when you think of it that way, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I do applaud people too that yeah. actually take their 48 hour film project and actually show people, yeah, yeah. you know, but you know, I would say, you know, chances are it's not going to be what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So why don't you take that 48 project and show what you kind of wanted to do with yeah. your edit? Yeah. yeah. So then it won't really matter whether or not, you know, that version, you yeah. know, you don't even have to credit 48, yeah. you know, you, it's you yours. have your short, yeah, you it's know, your thing. this is re-edited the way that you want it. Yeah. It's not something you submitted before, you know? So that's my, my suggestion for a lot of people as well that, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's cool to jump in on these contests, do mm-hmm. it. You know, there's a chance to win money or yeah. prizes or something like that. Do it, you know, Anything. um, yeah. you know, paying to do it. Mm, yeah. I'm, that's a little I'm sketch. I'm on the fence on that. Yeah. One. Yeah. I'm not really into paying to do something, yeah. you know, that I like doing. I'd rather get paid to do something. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, the poor actors that get scammed who like have to pay the talent agency or whatever. Cause <laughs> right. I, I've, I had a friend on the podcast who was telling me about, I'm like, wait, what? Like you really believe that? He goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It happens. Yeah, and, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, last part of that whole, um, you know, strengths, weaknesses, what can we do to elevate guests to that next level? What do you, in your opinion? Keep being creative. Okay. Keep pushing. Keep doing it. Yeah. You know, and and honestly, you know, the uh, a lot of people, they want to get things just right mm. in order to start a production. Well, it doesn't have to be completely right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you have everything to do it now, try to push to do it now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, don't really wait. You yeah. know, I mean, because, you know, here's here's my advice to every filmmaker. Okay. No matter how much you plan it out, no matter how much you think about it, <laughs> it's not the way it's going to go. No matter <laughs> that what. That is so true. No matter what. It's always, you know, and I always use the term, it's making, you know, lemonade out of lemons. Yeah. Because, you know, as soon as you show up on set, everything that you thought you were going to do, chances are it's not working that way. Yeah. So you got to think, okay, well, how can we make today work? Yeah. And how do we get what we need to get today? Yeah. You know, and that's really what it is, you know, and, and that's the part I think that's actually creative about filmmaking, yeah. you know, that's it the is. part that everybody should learn. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you're right. Cause you know what, you're a problem solver, you're a quick thinker. It's exactly. all those things. Yeah. That's kind of, it's kind of a rush too sometimes. Cause sometimes you're like, oh fuck, how am I going to do this? How am I going to like, you know, you're, you're constantly battling with yourself. Exactly. But then you're like, wait, let me breathe for a second. Let me figure this out. There's a way to do this. Cause like, again, like you said, there's no perfect production and if there's a perfect production. You're probably dreaming. Exactly. Right. So, exactly. Like, there's no, pinch now, me someone. Now, <laughs> now you could throw a bunch of money at yeah. things and pretty much get it about there. Yeah. But the thing is, and you know, most of us don't have the money to no, do it. So yeah. it's always just working out, you know, okay, what's best. Yeah. You know, and that's why I always say, just keep doing it. Yeah. Keep hammering at it. Keep, yeah. you know, keep writing stories, keep making movies, you know, keep acting, you know, whatever it is you yeah. do, you know, keep on doing it. Keep that's, watching too, man. Yeah, like, exactly. It's the only way you get better. Yeah. 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 You know, I mean, and, and even just your own performance, you know, I mean, you're right. Yeah. You know, if you're watching other actors, you know, then yeah, you pick up things yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're a writer, you keep on reading, yep. you know? I mean, if you're a filmmaker, keep on watching those yeah. movies and picking out the scenes you love. Yeah. You know, cause that's really what it's ultimately about. I mean, that's why Tarantino was famous, you know, yeah. he just made movies that, you he know, loved. he liked yeah. these sort of scenes and he liked these sort of topics. So he made things that he liked and 
other people. Same with Robert on. Rodriguez, Kevin exactly. Smith, you know, all those 90s <laughs> filmmakers. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, Kevin Smith actually, you know, that's one cool cat. Yeah. You know? And it was kind of funny because when I was coming up, uh, you know, Clerks had just come out. Yeah. And I thought, dude, this guy is absolutely brilliant. He has great exposition. Yeah. He has, and it was a, like, yeah. wow, okay, you know, this guy is going somewhere. And it was kind of funny because when I saw Mallrats after that, yeah, yeah. I was like, Oh no, what happened? Oh, you know, because yeah. it turned into more slapstick and ended yeah. up being like, you know, cheap jokes and things like yeah, yeah. that, that, you know, I wasn't exactly there yet, yeah, you yeah. know, because coming off of Clerks, it was all dialogue driven yeah. and very quippy jokes, yeah. you know, to where, you know, when you jump into slapstick later on with mall rats, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. No, but Going back on it now, you know, I see it for what it actually was, and it's brilliant. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was really a funny comedy. Have you ever seen the delete scene about uh, when Randall and uh, Dante go into the funeral home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did see yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, wasn't that the... Uh, uh, didn't they use that as some sort of promotion before the movie came out? I don't know. They didn't include it maybe, in the movie. I think. Maybe something like that. I remember seeing it like in the, uh, it, it was on, it was online. I found it because I remember it was on like the 10 year anniversary or something like that. Right. Yeah. But uh, what's your favorite Kevin Smith movie then? Oh, um, yeah. Clerks. Clerks was a really, yeah. yeah. Um, and I got to say the Jay and Silent Bob movies are really, yeah. you know, those are pretty comical. I love Dogma. Yeah. Yeah. Dogma is, Dogma's, yeah. well, Dogma, that is that's funny on lots of different yeah. levels, you know. That's just not giving you like quippy dialogue or yeah, slapstick. Yeah. It's actually both. And I mean, it's yeah. You know? Clerks is great. Don't get me wrong, but Dogma. There's something about Dogma that yeah. I just find so perfect. It is. It's yeah. yeah it's it's a really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really funny one. Yeah, I have to admit, you know. But those Vuesque universe movies, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize I'd seen as many of them as I had. Yeah. There's still a couple that I haven't seen. I haven't seen like uh, Tusk. Okay, that's not. I don't think that's few askew though. No, it's not really. No, but, but it's a Kevin Smith movie. He, he apparently blended that all together. I think, or um, no, he blended the Zach and Miri uh, right. universe yeah, with he the that askew. Yeah, because Brandon St. Jane, uh, Brandon St. Randy, or something like yes. that. I didn't see James and Bob's uh, reboot yet, so I, I did I, see I, that. I know that was good. I have a problem. Funny. I read. I read the uh, Wikipedia pages of the movies that are coming out. So right. I, I like to read it before I go see it. So gotcha. I, I, I have a problem. <laughs> It's a weird problem, but you know. Well, it was. It was yeah, a complete yeah. reboot of the original Jay yeah, and Silent yeah. Bob because the same storyline, you yeah. know, it just they injected some youth and you yeah. know. <laughs> the only thing I don't like I mean, the only thing that uh, bothers me about Kevin Smith movies now is kinda he just interjects his daughter a lot. And I mean yeah. I mean she's yeah. she's all right, but like, you know, after a while it's like like don't give her the lead. Like can you I wanna see your characters. I mean exactly, I get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, nothing like no nothing bending, like not to try and bend Kevin Smith is writing and all that stuff, but like, right. I'm like, your daughter's not the best actor. Give her some, give her some more, like, <laughs> personally, I don't think your daughter's a good actress, but I'm sorry, dude. Like, well, we've hit midlife crisis, yeah. and, you know, like guys that are like me and Kevin yeah. Smith, you know, their daughters are, you know, uh, my daughter's 20 now. Yeah. And, you know, he's what, 49, I'm 50. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of get it. Yeah. You know, that, but yeah, my daughter took the opposite way. She's like, hey. And, and God oh. damn. <laughs> that light's been acting so weird lately. Like, um, so the plug, sorry to cut you off, but the plug no, no. for the uh, AC 
one day just stopped working. Hmm. And now I'm like using the, and I, and I thought the battery was out. So it, I got to get a new light or something. I don't know. It, Cookie. Yeah. It, <laughs> God is watching me right now. Something's going on. Let there be light. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. honestly, I love those Kevin Smith movies. I don't, I, 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 I get the whole thing with uh, Harley. Yeah. Um, you know, um, it was kind of weird though, because, you know, for me, yeah. I tried to interject my daughter in a bunch of stuff and she's kind of at that age where she's like, yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to be an artist. I want to yeah. do other things. You know, yeah. I don't really want to do this acting thing, Yeah, you know, to where it's like him on the opposite end. He's like, you know, he's got to like tell her, ah, you know, I'm going to put you in a movie and yeah, you're yeah. going to be like, you know, like one of the main characters, you know, and she gets excited about it. But, you know, I mean, that's not the, that's not the cut on, you know, yeah, yeah. anybody's choice, but yeah, you know, it, it did kind of bring me around to, hmm, not everybody's into this whole production thing, yeah. hmm, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> so a in a way, yeah. you know, I kind of, I kind of commend him for, you know, bringing his daughter yeah, yeah. in because he can, you yeah, know, definitely. I mean, she's actually into it, you know, where like I try to bring my daughter in and she's not really into it. She's, yeah. she'll help, but she's not really yeah into it. yeah feel you you know but in the you know so like i say that's where i'm kind of like um yeah i don't i guess I just don't have too much of a problem with that yeah. i wish my daughter was. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting la down to the last two questions of the podcast sure. last second to last penultimate question if i'm mistaken that's the correct term <laughs> is any other last tidbits of advice you want to give nuggets mm. to those people out there listening um Find out what you want to do and do it. Okay. You know, um, if something interests you, jump in, mm -hmm. lend a hand, you know, I mean, especially if you're on an independent production, mm -hmm. you know, it's so easy to move around from yeah. position to position um, that, you know, yeah, you can kind of learn where you want to be on a production. If you don't know, you just kind of uh, got the production bug mm -hmm. bit on you or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just try it out, do different yeah. things, you know, I mean, and like I say, you know, me personally, you know, I bop around a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I don't mind being that guy that helps out this crew over here and that yeah. crew over there and this crew over That's here. That's good. That's good. You know, good so, thing. and I say, you know, try that out too. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it can only make you more friends. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, definitely. and then uh, social media, would you like to give that away? Oh, well, on social media, you know, for me, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm on Facebook, I'm on mm -hmm. Instagram, it's Rick Shipley, you know. Easy. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, there's, yeah, I think I have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Oh, and there's a YouTube uh, that's actually still Las Vegas Next Exit, which was an interview show that I did mm -hmm. years ago. Um, too bad there's not many of those left around anymore. But, um, yeah, yeah. every once in a while, I like new videos and things like that. Maybe every once in a while, I upload something. I don't know. But Did you ever upload any of your old films? I was thinking about that. I got to get I gotta get a working VHS player okay. in order to get some of those old films. <laughs> well, I think your podcast, well, it's January right now, but you're like the 35th episode. So your podcast should be out in like August. All right. All right. right so on. you have till August. Okay. To get that done, all right? Right, right. So that that's <laughs> got some time. Right on. Yeah, right? heck yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, the best place to get a hold of me is on probably like uh Facebook. That's probably the awesome. best place, you know. Easy peasy. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Rick. Thank you so much for being on the uh show and agreeing to be on the show. Yeah. So yeah. 
So, and it was a great time meeting you, by the way, for the first time. Same. And also, guys, thank you for li- again for listening. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Also, we're on TuneIn.com, which apparently, or TuneIn Radio, I think, is the app. Hold on, let me just double check. I always forget. Yeah, TuneIn Radio is the app as well that we are on as well. I said that twice. That makes no sense. It's like a double negative. But again, guys, we have a Patreon page if you want to be part of that. Remember, we have the $1 tier, the $3 tier, the $2 tier, sorry, to $5 tier. And then we also have the shirts, the Frame Chaser shirts that you can get on Teespring. That's T-E-E-Spring, S-P-R-I-N-G, I can spell, dot com, slash doors, slash chasing, chasing, dash the, dash frame. And you can get your shirts from about $20 to about $25.99 for that Tri-Blend shirt, which is the more expensive shirt, but don't. Honestly, it's the softest shirt out there. I do have the V-neck. It is premium and it is soft as well. Just saying. Crew neck and V-neck, like I just said, are available. Men's and women's as well, too. And again, guys, thank you so much, Rick. Thank you again, man. Thank can't, you. Can't stop thanking people enough. And thank. So I'm not going to stop thanking you ever, probably. <laughs> and thank you guys again for uh, listening. And we'll see you next week, hopefully next Wednesday. So have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. Have a great year. Again, we'll catch you next time on Chasing the Frame. Peace. Peace.